0: Hi, and welcome to the 83rd episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast, where four white guys are going to try and talk about Black History Month. I'm Sparkplug Wiccawitty, and this week I've trapped Ryan and Ben in the static universe.
1: Why? (laughs) This week, Ben and Ryan are
0: in the Help, help, help,
2: help.
0: So we're with Ryan Eliopoulos. Hey, Ryan.
2: Hey, hey, to the past and future children of the movement. I saw a superhero. He was black. He said, This is for the streets. Black splatting is back.
0: There we go. And <laughs> Black splatting. And of course, Ben Magnet.
3: I awake one morning and it's uh, January 20th, 2009, the inauguration of President Barack Obama, and a young family walks into my office to, tell, to ask about my story about being a young man to the rules of Alabama.
0: There we go. Yeah! And, I love it. And Brandon? Hi. Was that a dig of me? No. All right.
1: Why would that? What well, was what I said last week? What are you talking about? We'll get into it later. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, okay. You good? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm good. Good. How are you how are you guys in the phone? The realm of the phone? Um,
2: we're great. We're great. It is weird. <laughs> we were playing Monster Hunter before, and we're going to play Monster Hunter after, so it's a fake nerd Monster Hunter sandwich right now. Cool. Yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> uh, how was your guys' week? Uh, let's 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 get into some nonsense real quick before we get into the episode. What did you guys do this week?
2: Oh, man. Uh, I've, read, I've read a lot of comics. i got so many, so many comics, not just because my friend sent me some, but it's also a sale at the store, and I've, I've just been reading, like, no, like, like, more than I already do. It's crazy.
1: Oh, I didn't get a chance to go to the sale. How was it?
2: It was, it was awesome. Uh, I, uh, I want to go back, because it's going to be up in a couple more weeks before it uh, closes, but uh, i got a lot of good stuff. All a lot cool. of good
1: stuff. Yeah, I might, I might, I might try to go uh, next week. And you for anyone to. anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, there is a comic book store in Northridge called Enjoy that is going out of business, unfortunately. So if you find anything that would like, let me know. Sure, 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 sure. Ben, how was your week?
3: Um, well, for one, I remember it was pretty. I, I slept most of it. They changed my shift to work, but the is they're going to do a good change again. However, today um, I got myself new Vans. The I got the special Metallica ones that say Metallica on it. So I'm pretty excited about that. And also very proud of myself because I went to Hot Topic. They have all the new Ray Player One stuff like the pop vinyls, the t-shirts, and all the other stuff. And I did not buy a single thing because I need to save my money. So I'm very proud of myself because I... My boy, growing up. Wait, are the keys out? What? What?
2: Are
3: the keys out already? No, I didn't see the keys. If I saw the keys, I probably would have caged. But I saw the pop vinyls. There's like three different t-shirts that I want. And I'm just like, man, I want all the stuff, but I need to save wait for your tax return. Just wait for the tax return. Oh, remind me to You have to do your taxes first. <laughs> <laughs> I saved
1: I <did> my taxes. <laughs> Yay. Uh, remind me, Ben, I have a poster for you.
3: Yay!
1: Sparks?
0: Yeah. How was your week? Uh it's fine. Alright, cool. Mm.
1: That it that, that it? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, my week was fine. I'm I'm up here in uh in a good old Monterey Bay.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah. it was good to see you. Yeah. It's good to spend time with you. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. That's. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's get into the episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I we, we got a lot to. Bread go. and butter. We got a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes, we do. As uh, as kind of rare, we're going to talk about some comics. A lot of comics. A lot a of, okay. of comics.
0: Yeah. Good.
3: Rare. I
0: feel. In our in our bread and butter section, we don't. We don't do it a lot.
1: Because there's not a whole lot of comic book news that doesn't come out of previews. Unless
0: there's major solicitations or something.
1: Yeah, which there was. Uh, Marvel dropped the bombshell this Uh, week. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're all on board. So Marvel is is relaunching again, uh, this time with a new line that's tentatively called Fresh Start. They don't necessarily have a name for it. That's kind of what the internet has dubbed it uh, right now. It's going to be launching with three new titles for sure that we know Black Panther, number one, which is still going to be the same creative team, Avengers, number one, which is from Jason Aaron, and we'll revisit his, his Avengers uh, 1 million BC characters, and Venom, number one, which will be Donny Cates. Which Black we... Panther is
2: getting a new artist, Daniel Cuna, and he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a force he's working with. I'm going to start taking that book
0: up Yeah, What a weird time yeah. in Marvel Comics where the spearheading titles of a new launch are Venom, and Black movie. Panther with Avengers. Movie. I mean, I, I understand. I understand f- for the films and everything. Well, keep in mind that that Marvel Comics is not exactly wanting to help Sony's film. That's,
2: That's true. true.
1: Uh, the Venom one is, is actually, I think it's not because of the movie. I think it's because Donny Cates has proven himself at Marvel. And has with, an idea. And has an idea. Yeah, and so I they want to be like, here you go, Donny Cates on Venom.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: Coincidental, I guess,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, it's
0: still just odd. So we, we uh, this whole thing is odd. Marvel Legacy is not even Oh they didn't didn't they also confirm there's a new Ghostwriter title coming? Oh they might have at oh, the launch, yeah, there's a new Ghost Rider title. What'd you say, coming. Ryan? Oh, it
2: said possibly Ghost
3: Rider, that was rumored, yeah. Right. No, it's a Ruby Reyes. Rub, there's a new Robbie Reyes Ghost, Rider, Ghost, Ghost title. Ghost Rider title coming out as well.
0: Yeah, that's what I that's yeah, what I thought. Because he's also on the Avengers now. I think that the, the rumor is I think that they're going to connect the Cosmic Ghost Rider to it. That'd be cool. It's great. Here sure, I would like to see
3: Johnny Blaze, but no, we're still getting Rider Rays. I thought Rider Rays bad. I well, just want to see Bla- motorcycle again. Johnny
1: Blaze is in damnation. That's true. Oh, yes. What were you going to say right? All right,
2: so, so so all right, so um I was doing some research on this because it is it is troubling to think that they would do another relaunch just like three months after their last relaunch. But you have to realize they've got a new president in TB Sobolski and they have a new publishing head. And I forget that gentleman's name, but it seems like that the legacy was, was their final attempt before the new guard came in. And they're like, all right, guys, we actually know what we want to do. And I know it's really sudden, but it, it really feels like fresh start is like, it is a fresh start and it, it, it is another relaunch and that sucks but like these new these new creative teams coming out like they're really good and jason Aaron's avengers run is supposedly like incredible like everyone's raving about it and i think they it took them this long to recover from all of their bullshit like it's a dc how long how long was the new 52 go on before they finally got their shit together you know
1: but i do want to point out that every single time marvel does this we get the same tweets of wow when you guys see what's coming you're going to be flipping out every yeah. single time
2: yeah
0: I do think that there's something to what Ryan's saying in the sense of like, when Legacy was announced, they didn't know people like Bendis were leaving Marvel. Sure, uh, like they've had a lot of people. Well, they ship. knew Bendis
1: was leaving Marvel. They've known that for a little while now.
0: When they announced Legacy, I'm not saying when Legacy came out. I'm saying when they announced. Yeah, they were the for word Legacy. balloon.
1: The word balloon interview that I told you about. Yeah, he said he. This was in the works for a while.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, still okay, but I mean, a lot of people have been uh, leaving Marvel right yes. now. And, and I think Legacy was maybe just really ill-timed. They didn't anticipate mm-hmm. what that would do and how many people they were losing. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Marvel just has a really bad track record recently of relaunches. Right,
1: and I think this is a lot of, like, again, they've had good titles in their relaunches before. It's not so much the titles that we're kind of concerned about. It's the fact that I've got the list here. Since AVX, Yes. since AVX ended... Marvel now was the first one that was that was after the DC's New Fifty Two, which was decently successful. Yeah, and unlike and it made everyone realize that unlike DC, Marvel has actually never really rebooted a universe. They just kind of relaunched the numberings where DC is rebooted. After Marvel Now, they did All New Marvel Now, which is a year later. Um, that Avengers Now it was also called Avengers Now, uh, but nobody really called it that after that they did all new, all different Marvel in 2015 that came right out of secret wars. And then because the, the sales were so bad for all new, all different, uh, all new, all different Marvel. They did Marvel now 2.0, which is also called all new, all different Marvel now in 2016 and then Marvel legacy in 2017. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's not so much. This is, this is, Oh no. Another, re-. it's more like a, uh, come on guys. <laughs>
3: Oh, Brandon, you, you know, got one more. hey Brandon, what got one. In two thousand nineteen it's gonna be the Marvel. Oh god, what are we doing? And in two thousand twenty they're gonna say Epic for publishing Batman now. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna sweep. But guys pretty much I just wanna reiterate what I said to you guys in the um in the in our text thread when we got this news. Jesus Task in Christ Marvel. can you please stop with the relaunches? This is way too soon. I, I get what Ryan's saying about the changing the guard and everything because we get Marvel Comics because the new President and all, but this is just, just
1: no, no, these, these fresh. These these new relaunches are supposed to bring in people to bring in people to these titles and try to get more people in, into this. The average yeah. the average comic book goer doesn't know about TB Sobolski. He doesn't know about. They just know that these new comics are coming, so that when they hear about this. It's just
0: kind of like, oh, they did it again. Right. And uh, yeah, nothing struck me more than when I went into the comic shop this week and heard people talking about this. And these are all people who like, I was there at like 15 minutes after it opened that day. These are the people who go fift- like, at opening Wednesday morning to get their comics. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about this. And they're like, they just have no faith in what Marvel's doing. They have no reason to, they feel like they, they, all of them were talking about how they've dropped title after title from Marvel because DC's has just been stronger and that they don't feel like they can recognize a lot of the characters they've enjoyed in Marvel. And you know, like there are, that was good. Legacy was supposed to there remedy are good points in Marvel. For example, all of them are fans of Donny Cates, Thanos, all of them. We're talking about that. Um, all just caught up really good. Yeah. Uh, but but so there are good things happening, but not overall. They're they're all they're all upset about the Avengers uh, every week uh, cash grab that they feel that the sixteen issue every week thing is no surrender. Yes, yeah. Ryan, you're reading
1: that one. How's it going?
2: Uh, I am sure reading. It. <laughs> <laughs> See, so I mean that's... <laughs> that, no, it's listen, it's it honestly, it feels like it feels like a, it's like a weekly TV show where. You, the, the stakes aren't as as high because like we've been through secret wars, we've been through this stuff and this is this is honestly it feels like they're playing like a virtual board game where it's like the Avengers versus bad guys. Like that's what the whole story is It's a Grandmaster versus this this challenger. He's literally the challenger. He's like, Oh, I want to be better than you, so we're gonna make these teams and battle on Earth. Like, how is this supposed to lead into anything? This is kind of just like a pointless, like fun story that could have been done in my court issue. Right. And it's weekly. And it's like right. I
3: I, that. Really, no, I was gonna say I kind of feel like that Simpsons meme that's like where the kids are like, "Stop, stop! It's already dead."
1: Oh, where, yeah. I mean,
3: obviously, yeah, obviously, Marvel Comics isn't dead. It's not going to die for a long time. But just with these constant relaunches and uh, sparks, when you were saying about these fans, these comic fans who are just unimpressed about by what books Marvel's putting out now, it's like Marvel. What are you, yes, your movie studios are on
2: point. But dear God, what are your comics doing?
0: Right. I'll.
3: I'll. Well,
2: well. Well. Go ahead, Ryan. I'm gonna. I'm gonna slightly disagree because uh, uh, there are still a tremendous amount of good Marvel titles. It's. It's their main. The main stuff that they're not. It's the stuff they're trying to push onto the the general audience. That it's not. Working. Well, I don't, don't think Moon Knight's great. Yeah, Moon Knight's great. Doctor Strange is great. There's so many smaller yeah. titles that are still amazing. The X Men are really good right now, man. I think. I Here's think the problem. It, Ryan, you actually. Um, Ryan, you actually
3: put me on to find a trade for um, Infamous Iron Man. Because I yes. really want to try and find that. I, yeah. The, the, the smaller titles that you're telling me about, like Infamous Iron Man, um, oh god, what was, what was that other one that you talked about that sounded really, really good?
2: There's a lot of yeah, I don't know. I think, that the,
0: I think that the problem is, you, kind of in, here in a combination of the thing that Ryan and, Brian, and Brandon have both said. Ryan and uh, Brian. Ryan, stop. Um <laughs> Uh, I think that I think that the problem is that you're right, Ryan. Like a lot of the non-mainstream being pushed titles are pretty strong in Marvel right now, but the problem is that the films are the things that are trying to bring people in to read the mainstream comics. The mainstream comics are weak, so when they're trying to get all these new readers, it's not working because their mainstream mm-hmm. titles are so weak. Now, hopefully, this will be a thing that changes it. And does bring in new readers because that's what they're trying to do with the relaunches, as you said, Brandon. Uh, hopefully, this is strong enough to have strong main titles and that gets people reading. However, the thing is, because that's how they do these relaunches, when they did Legacy and said, we're going back to Legacy numbering, that was a thing for fans of the comics already. It wasn't for new readers. And they basically, in just a few months, went, you know what? Never mind. Screw that. Well, the to the mainstay. Fans- who- ah.
1: The Legacy numbering is you you sort of. Yeah. And they're doing the they're doing what we talked about, the, the, the double the double numbering. Have they said that? Have they yes, said that that's is, what that they're is doing? confirmed they're doing?
0: Good God. Okay.
2: And it's so silly that they didn't say that in the first place because everyone was so up in arms uh, justifiably that like we're just getting rid of everything that we did with legacy. And that's right. why a lot of people are frustrated. Even even their their uh, their marketing and their and they're talking to their fans, they can't even do it right. And it's like, you
1: guys are Marvel. come on, and, what are you doing? To put to put these relaunches in perspective. When DC Since the New 52, DC has relaunched twice.
0: Also, um, aren't there a few titles... Counting Rebirth. I know Captain America, and I believe Spider-Man as well, and Iron Man mm-hmm. are all about to hit like 100 anniversary titles. Yeah. And yeah. and it doesn't feel like any of them are getting a lot of attention or promotion. Iron Man 600
1: or... is going to be like Bendis' last issue on Iron that Man. That
0: one kind of has because of Bendis, but yeah. like I... There's nothing really pumping people up for the Captain America send-off which I believe is a 700, right? Yeah, I think so. And, like yeah. and Spider-Man's And Spider-Man's 8 800. 800 That's that it's coming up, up on. That's Slott's last issue. Yeah, and oh uh, god. <laughs> um thank you. Uh but, I mean, like, it, it, these these should normally be, like, bigger selling points and, like, nobody's really interested right nobody's now.
1: Nobody's talking about them because they put the effort on this fresh start, new initiative. Correct. And that
0: can that I quickly Can I quickly uh, yeah, go say something
2: that bothers me about, about Avengers No Surrender 2? Yes. Is because it's a weekly book, they're soliciting, like, issues 10, 11, 12, 13 when we're only on issues 4. So I'm seeing covers mm-hmm. that I'm not supposed to, like, technically really see if this were a monthly book for months and months and months. So it's so hard for me to care when I see on the cover of, of issue number ten is the Incredible Hulk, who has been dead, and I and he's he's been teased in the book, but it's it I hate it I hate this, this is a terrible weekly book I don't like this weekly book I got to stop buying it I, Whoa Can you help me Help me, <laughs> <laughs> can <you> help me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: just just stop
2: yeah, No I'm not spoiled They spoil it themselves I hate it I've to no, thinking, I've been I'm thinking I've been thinking
0: that the... I need to drop it as well my friend Yeah I I regret jumping yeah. into it.
2: I, I mean, yeah, I, Ryan, know, I was like saying, seven in. I'm like, God
3: dang it.
0: Well, let's uh,
1: yeah,
2: Ryan. I
3: wasn't saying you were spoiling it. I was saying Marvel's spoiling their own prop. Yeah. or spoiling their own stuff before it's even out.
1: Right. That's kind of why I like. When, you know what? when DC does weekly books, is that they'll put like the first cover, like one cover on there, and not all four. They'll just be like, "Here's a cover for one of the issues. Go ahead, go ahead."
3: Yeah. i, yeah, I like this um, I mean, one. At least when ADW put up their Sonic books for the month, everyone was like, "Okay so only gonna be weekly one month and it's gonna be monthly the rest, but here are the four covers it those covers don't tell us squat essentially and it maybe one new character, but we still don't know what's gonna be in them
2: so right. yeah well, um, well, well, uh, to wrap it up to wrap up, it up for me real up, quick, up. um i I really feel like like they shouldn't ever call these like relaunches or whatever like they're like initiatives just to get more people on board mm-hmm. and they Marvel specifically has done it so many times where obviously a number one is going to get you a big boost, but but over time it's it, we're, we we notice the trend right. and we're not going to get that it's number one it's anymore. The law
1: of diminishing returns.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And and a part of me and just like again like I follow a lot of creators on Twitter and like it just feels like this is their actual legacy that they wanted and it sucks that that it happened on. on it just happened, and that book was not received maybe as well as they wanted it to be like Rebirth was. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really think, like, with, like, this new change of guard, like, C.P. Sebulsky, like, he's a guy who's been there since the beginning. Like, he knows, like, what fans want. Like, he's, he, he goes to like, cons all the time. So I, th- I just want to believe that, that, I, that I can make Marvel mine again. That's all.
0: Right Make mine Marvel.
1: Um well let's yeah. move on from that. We'll see what, what happens later on when they start launching yeah. out those new books. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Moving on, uh Star Trek is going back to the mirror universe. The next generation had a miniseries called Star Trek Mirror Broken, <laughs> which I picked up, have not read, but we may have JK Woodward. You
0: haven't read a Star Trek comic? I know. I have that uh, you own <laughs> we'll read it. What is this? I I'm, hey, I'm going Mark. Who are you? But
1: I'm going to say that we this have This is a Mirror
0: Universe.
1: I'm going to say that we have Mark. Confirmed, J.K. Woodward, the artist who did that book, is going to be on the show soon.
3: Oh, Woo. so oh, cool. that's, that's what I was
1: leading into. Um, yes,
0: Marks. Ben. Yes, Ben.
3: Look, Brandon, make sure it's really him. It's not a for from the mirror universe. Did you not hear what does I he said, have Ben? A, <laughs> did have you a not country? hear what I said? No, yeah, because all I heard, all I heard was you saying like you picked up a Star Trek book and haven't read it yet.
1: Ben, we're going to have the artist on the show.
3: Oh. That's awesome. Kick out. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> you know, no, it's really, like, like I said, it's really weird doing this on the phone because I'm all in here. is three other voices all jumbled up in one thing. So Wow, I right. okay. wonder how I'm going feel. Welcome awesome. to my world. Crazy.
1: <laughs> 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 all right. Well, anyway, so um, Star Trek The Next Generation never had a Mirror Universe episode, but the comics are going to rectify that. Uh, so branching off from this new Mirror Broken uh, comic book is going to be a new series, weekly series. A uh, 4 uh, I don't think it's a four-ish, five-week, five-week event in the month of May, and it will be written by Scott Tipton. Dave Tipton will have a rotating artist, Jacob Woodward, uh, will be doing all the uh, covers and the backup stories for it. Dude, some of these covers look fucking great, freaking great. Shoot, I'm not going to edit that out. That's our one. Um, <laughs> the This one will be the Mirror Universe uh, Picard crew with the Mirror Universe Enterprise, the buff Picard with the goatee that we've all seen the pictures of, which look great uh he is going to go to the prime universe and fight the uh regular counterparts of those of of their characters so the crew that we all know da, da,
2: and love
1: So I'm super stoked for that one um some more on hopefully when we get uh the artist on uh more
2: mere universe better i like parallel little stuff uh Apparently, maybe *Spoiler: Star Trek Discovery* does some of that, so I might start watching that
1: show. I don't think that's a spoiler. I think that's pretty much that's the only reason why most people started watching it again. <laughs> yeah, so
2: there you go. You like parallel stuff? There you go. Yeah,
1: I love the mirror universe. Happy to see them go back. I'm really stoked for this book. I was just stoked for a book for this book when it was announced. But moving yeah, on, Picard is
3: ripped. Looks good, man. Yeah, looks Picard good. And, uh,
1: uh, uh, Data has a Borg arm. Yeah. Uh, so moving on though, DC's YA imprint that we talked about the other week uh, has released some titles. Sparks, you want to take this one away? Because you have the got the list for me.
0: Oh yes, uh, this is the the DC, the young adult things. Yes. All right, hold on. Give me one second.
1: Uh, <laughs> Way to be on board.
0: I was I was actually pulling up the the links for them. Okay, so we have um, Superman of Smallville uh, by Art Franco and uh, Art Balthazar. and Naham. Uh, uh, yeah. You guys who did
1: Tiny uh, Tiny Titans and Itty Bitty Hellboy?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
3: uh, uh, they're wonderful.
0: Do you want to do you want to talk about each of these individually or Oh,
1: we'll we'll just list them and we'll go
0: as well. Okay, go. okay, got you. Super Sons by Ridley Pearson, not to be confused with the Patrick, with the Patrick Leeson one that's being canceled. Uh Black Canary Ignite. Uh Dear Justice League Batman who? Tales Once Upon a Crime. Yeah. What? Uh, Once Upon a Crime is the Dustin
1: Wynn, Derek Friedolfs. Yes. Who's
0: writing Barbara? Who's writing uh Black Canary? Uh that's Meg Cabot. Got it. Okay. And uh, Michael Northrop is doing Je- Dear Justice League. Got it. Uh Batman Overdrive is Shia Fontana and Marcelo Di Chiara.
1: Which one's Batman Overdrive?
0: I, I will I yeah. will describe it in a second. Uh Green Lantern Legacy by Min Lee. Uh Superman Smashes the Clan by Gene Luan Yang. Uh Harley Quinn Breaking Glass, Mariko Tamaki, and Steve Pug and Mara by Danielle Page, and Under the Moon, A Catwoman Tale by Lauren Miracle. I have a I have a bone to pick with the Green Lantern one. I know you do.
1: They're introducing another Earthbound Green Lantern. <clears throat> Come on, guys.
2: This doesn't have the... Did you say that these were these were all out already?
1: No, no w- they were coming out in February 2019. Oh. That's when uh, they start coming okay.
0: out. <clears throat> yeah, they start releasing... Uh, no, uh, yes. They start releasing in February 2019. Yeah. Although... I think it's a typo on this, but it lists that um, one or two of them are going to make September or November releases in 2018. Oh, interesting. But I, I think it's a typo. I could be wrong. Hmm. Um, the Superman Smash of the Clan saw got your interest because of
1: the art style, right? Yeah, it does.
0: I'm, I'm kind of into it, and it's one of those things where I would normally be like, Really, do we need Superman versus the Ku Klux Klan? But then I kinda think about it and I'm like, Yeah, maybe we do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Hell yeah, we do. <laughs> maybe maybe that is what we need right now. Um the
3: Superman beating a bunch beating up a bunch of clan members. I'm actually kinda down for that.
1: The Batman Ho- fans in that book. Yeah. The Batman one is uh, is that the one with party boy Bruce Wayne, who's half Chinese?
0: Batman Overdrive? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was uh, some interesting books there. I'm not sure if we're exactly the market for a lot of these, but I'm looking forward to some of them, honestly. Uh,
0: Yeah, I the, I don't think it was listed in this list, but the Wonder Woman one uh, where it says that she leaves Themyscira and gets caught up in human trafficking. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. That yeah. one sounds yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Um, so I like that Superman versus the Klan. I, I even kind of... Yeah, it the Superman of Smallville one, like I told you, it kind of looks like something from Captain Underpants. A little bit. Uh um, I am not anti the Green Lantern one, but look under- it's not I
1: get it's not canon, but another earthbound Green Lantern. There's six.
0: Yeah, but it's about representation.
1: Alright. Aliens. Come on, guys. Represent the aliens.
0: They
2: are. Hey, did you say did you say that Steve Pugh, <laughs> P U G H was one of the artists? Uh yeah. That guy, he did Animal Man for, with Jeff Lemire. Uh, right. So I would totally be down to read anything that guy draws, no matter uh,
0: what it is. Oh, me, that's great. Let me double check which one his yeah. was um, when the list loads. Uh, he's doing Harley Quinn Breaking Glass.
1: That was Damn, a that's awesome. He, he's, a,
2: he's a tremendous artist, so that's awesome.
1: The Harley Quinn one, um, Oh, I don't want to sound insensitive, so I'm not going to say what I think it's about because I might have misunderstood um but there's a lot of like um
0: socially relevant titles in this in this list the one the one about drag queens yeah that's the
1: one yeah yeah oh so that was that was it
0: it does have drag queen drag queen stuff in it yes right
1: okay so i was it's not about that no i was worried i was confusing it with something else so yeah this uh, what do you guys think about this one ryan and ben
2: uh, yeah, it's not not my demo, uh, but like I'll check that CP one out because that dude drew, drew some really horrendous monsters. But that's not what this is going to be. So I'm sure it's still going to be great.
1: Ben,
3: yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm not the demo the demographic for it, but I do kind of dig some of the like the, how these writers title their books. It's like when I hear the title "Harley Quinn Breaking Glass," I was like, "Hmm, what does that entail?" Batman and also, Overdrive
1: and uh, the the <laughs> the, the uh, Gotham. Oh, what was the Gotham, the Derek, the Dustin Wynn, Derek Friedel's
0: Batman, Once Upon a Crime?
1: Once Upon a Crime, that's the Little Gotham sequel. I'm super stoked yeah. for that one, man. Yes, yeah, that one That, that one, one sounds, sounds particularly appealing, yes. Yeah, I, lo- I love Little really Gotham, one of my favorites.
3: Yeah, that one sounds really legit. And also, of course, I mean, I might pick up the one where Superman fights the clan just to see what's in it. Well, the art, art style also, looks really uh, good, too. Spark- well, also the Wonder Woman and the human trafficking thing—that actually sounds really interesting. I would like to see how that plays out as well.
0: I would too, especially because uh, some of these books are, you know, like the, they're considered young adults. So I'm like, uh, how—that's some of the subject matter in some of these. I'm, I'm impressed with. Yeah. Same. Uh, what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, the other but, one that I, I also am really excited about is um, Dear Justice League. That's the um, that's the one with the promo
1: art we saw. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It looks interesting.
0: Where they're where they're it's kind of like getting one-on-one personal connection with the superheroes. There's a,
1: there's another one that wasn't listed. It was a Titans one. It's a series of Titans, either graphic novels or novels. I wasn't too sure which polygraphic graphic novels that oh, is going to be about yeah. the individual Teen Titans before they became Titans.
0: Yes, yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot about That's that. That's not one. on this list. I'm looking at a release date list, so I think that the Wonder Woman one and the Titans ones don't have release dates. Sure, yeah. Um,
1: we couldn't find a comprehensive list. No, I had just, trouble. Yeah, one just apparently doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, cool stuff. Should we move on?
0: Yeah, we got... Yay, yeah, young huh?
2: Yeah,
0: uh I think generally just like a lot of these sound... When when I first heard DC was doing this young adult stuff, I was like, okay. What are you going
1: to do? A How lot of this
0: sounds a lot more interesting than I anticipated. Yeah,
1: same. I, I love the art mm-hmm. style of DC versus the Clan Looks very 1950s Superman. Yeah. Uh, so I, I might pick that one up as well. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer has had a long-running comic for a couple of years now uh i have not read it since season eight because that got weird um mm-hmm. but you made it one season in yay but joss whedon will be returning to co-write season 12 called buffett the vampire slayer season 12 the reckoning he'll be writing that with christos with christos gage uh Gre- uh george Genty, jorge Genty. George Genty <laughs> is, is returning to do the art. Um, according to uh, CBR, the first issue will be coming out on June 20th. And uh, Whedon hasn't really written a, a button, a, a button co- comic, a Buffy comic, geez, since season nine.
0: No, he did not write the button.
1: This one looks super cool. I must say. I've not read Like I said, I haven't read it.
2: Yeah, but how is he going to find a story? Because like, it's, it's like a comic book we will, thing. like We yeah, will get, get there, Ryan.
1: Ryan, we will get there.
2: Okay, I'm just curious. Sorry.
1: Um, this story is going to follow Buffy, Xander Willow, and the rest of the gang um, as they try to fight a vampire from a dystopian future named Hearth. Uh, Buffy will be trapped in a time warp as Hearth threatens to append the Scooby gang's reality. Uh, Maleka Frey, which debuted in the graphic novel, the original graphic novel. No, it was a, it was a miniseries. Frey. Uh, she had a solo comic for about six issues,
0: and then she later showed up in a different title too. Did
1: she really? No, mm-hmm. oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, I because only read Frey.
0: Uh, Willow met her. Oh,
1: interesting. The real Willow met her in the in the Frey comic too. Yeah, because Willow's spoilers for over twenty year old comic. <laughs> did you, say, did you say a vampire from the future? Yes.
2: I'm gonna buy
1: this book. <laughs> uh, Faith, Angel, and Illyria will all be returning uh, to the to the Buffy solo comic for the first time in quite some time. Cool stuff. I'm actually kind of looking forward to this one.
2: Yeah, man. You said time warp. They're is def- definitely gonna say, "Let's see the time warp again."
3: Guaranteed.
2: <laughs> uh, I was waiting to make that joke, Ryan.
3: <laughs> Sorry. I was gonna start. I was gonna start singing it too. Son of
1: a bitch. Sparks, uh, have you read? You read further than me. The Buffy comics. How far did you get? Uh,
0: <laughs> halfway, I think, over halfway through nine, and over halfway through uh, the Angel and Faith title that started at the same time.
1: Also nine. Yeah. Interesting.
0: How was it? No, it wasn't nine. It was. It was also it was during thing. nine. Yeah, it was during yeah. nine's run. It was running at the same time. How was it? I, it's not something I dropped out of uh, lack of interest. I dropped it because at the time I wasn't, uh, I wasn't. I was buying it in trades, and I just could not afford to keep up with the trades. And then the by the time that I like got interested again, there were so many trades to pick up, and I've just yet to return to it. I I still intend to. I right. want to read it. I just it got overwhelming. You're three seasons behind. Yeah, but I mean, when you hear that the twelfth season is only four issues, Polish. it doesn't sound so daunting.
1: Yeah um i know that uh ben and ryan you guys haven't read the buffy comics right
3: no what what what
1: ryan you haven't read the buffy comics uh
2: i actually read i think maybe the very first thing that was like a comic of it but not not a
0: lot oh interesting
1: um, like
2: the
0: first thing for the new season or the first thing that was a buffy comic like when it was on tv still
2: i think it, like like the season kind of like how smallville had like seasons after the show ended yes, like the yes, first new season a, yeah.
0: yes it's the same okay got you wasn't Buffy? Old?
2: Yeah, I've always seen one
3: episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in my entire life. And that was the one that Brandon forced me to sit down and watch. You
0: I, you're didn't? missing out on a great show, my friend. I didn't know that.
1: But I no, must have I known had,
3: that. Was, no, go
0: ahead, sorry. I was about
1: to say, no, I, was I, was just, say, I must was have
3: to say the, the episode that Brandon forced me to watch was the gentleman one where everyone was loses their voice, the one that won an Emmy. Hush. Well, that's
1: a great episode. It's a great episode. It a
3: great episode. It was a great episode. I was completely confused for like 90% of the time. I was like, who's that? Who's she? Who are these people? There's Buffy. I know you. I don't know the rest of them. Hey, look, it's it's, uh, Lily, it's uh, Lily from How I Met Your Mother.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, anyway.
3: Uh, these monsters... Yeah, and then, of course, I'm like, wow, these monsters are creepy. Doug Jones. Wow, they're not talking. This is even creepier. Hey, this is a really <laughs> cool show. Doug Jones and then I'm never gonna... Um, then ben. I never watched it again.
1: Ben. <laughs> D- yeah. Doug Jones was one of the monsters. That. Huh? Oh, that's right. Doug Jones is one of the monsters in that in that episode.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I remember you
1: told me that. No, I found that out literally a, a, a day ago. What? No, you didn't. T- no, you told me
3: that. Not going no, We're not
1: whatever. gonna get in this. Anyway, moving on.
3: Thrilling.
1: <laughs> Moon Girl and, De- and Devil Dinosaur is getting a animated TV series. It's unclear whether or not yeah. it will air on Disney XD or any of Disney subsidiaries. Uh, or the streaming service, or the streaming service, but uh, it is happening. No you gotta know. take a
2: guess. Do you think it, it, it's uh it's it's a Disney streaming service, or is, it, is that too far away?
0: I think it's XD. I think it's XD also.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. It
1: just makes more sense. XD is more geared towards a younger audience, and Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is absolutely geared toward toward that audience.
0: Well, I'm yeah. down. I'm cool for it. You, <laughs> it well okay. It's not Disney's. Kids Network, though. No, but, <laughs> I mean, like, Spider-Man. Or like, no, 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 I know what Spider-Man, you're talking Man, about. Spider-Man, Guardians. I know what you're talking and, and, about. Well, that, that's where all their Marvel animated stuff shows up. Well, because they've taken, they've largely taken their animation almost entirely off of the main Disney channel and put it onto XD. Yeah. Like, rarely... Uh, every now and then, uh, animation shows up on the regular Disney channel, but it's always reruns from the other two, either Disney Kids or uh, Disney XD. Right. So, I, I imagine this is going to show up on XD. Um, I'm personally pretty excited because... I'm not really interested in them making any more animated shows about the mainstream stuff. This is kind of one of those things where I want to see something a little different. Sure, I got you. I I pointed out um remember when
1: when Marvel canceled all those titles um and we were and I was and I don't I, I think someone was curious about why Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur wasn't canceled and why it's still going and uh that I found out is because Scholastic flips the bill for that for that title. So, interesting As thought. they well should. Yeah.
0: I think it's I think it's a great comic. I I was telling Brandon this, I'll tell Ryan this and Ben this. Uh I I like Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur just as its own thing. I don't I don't really care about it existing in the Marvel comics that much um as far as continuity sake, but I do just think it's a great comic for anybody to read. I just like Devil Dinosaur
1: he's actually it's, it it's, just, it's
0: really cool yeah devil dinosaur is one of my favorite characters it's such a it's such a unique comic it really stand it stood out to me when i first saw it it still stands out to me and i'm like i i don't get how it actually is part of like why this happened to land in marvel it feels like it could have been a thing on its own but right. good for and them
1: she's an uh she's an inhuman yes and one of the smart and the smartest person in the marvel universe i think is what they've what they've said I don't huh. remember. Yeah, um, uh, Devil Dinosaur actually have his his first title, his first run by Jack Kirby. Now, uh, That's thanks very to cool. uh, thanks to the convention we just went to. Yeah, I'm pretty excited
0: about that.
2: Devil Dinosaur was Captain America's so, best friend in the Secret Wars uh, Planet Hulk book,
0: which was one of the best. Uh, Ryan, Ben, awesome. you guys, you guys gonna watch this?
2: Yeah, heck yeah, dude! I'm totally down. Um, I haven't read I don't like any Moon Girl Dinosaur except for uh, anytime there were and secret wars oh, but a uh club. i uh, i'm uh i love dinosaurs and i love the moon and I like ladies so like i'm all about all this stuff well, I, a super I, fun combo all
1: right all right we're gonna have to have a talk about moons and ladies uh, i think <laughs> sorry
3: that i'm into the stars and ladies of the moon also. what about you ben <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know if my house gets um disney xd at the moment but if this eventually pops up on hulu i'll definitely give it a watch because, I mean, just like Ryan, I like dinosaurs. Ryan keeps telling me how much I need to read Devil Dinosaur. I'm hoping next time I see him, I'm able to uh, borrow one of the Devil Dinosaur books so I'll be able to read it because I've never read any before. But, dude, so far, I'm like, heck, yeah, I'm down. You should totally didn't read it. Didn't, didn't you buy
1: a
2: uh, Moon Girl Devil Dinosaur book at Long Beach?
1: No, I bought, I did, the, I bought the Devil Dinosaur by Jack Kirby. Uh, at Long Beach. Mm, got him. Because so, Jack Kirby, Devil Dinosaur is a Jack Kirby creation. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the originals. So cool stuff. Yeah. Um and,
3: yeah. yeah. And also, also I was gonna say so far, um, Disney XT has been killing it with their animation recently. So I'm thinking, hey, right now they they know what they're doing, so if I, they want to do this, I don't totally team ahead.
0: I don't totally agree with you when it comes to Marvel's properties, but um I know what you mean. Star Wars Rebels is great. Yeah. And Gravity Falls and Star vs the Forces of Evil, but I don't agree That's when rough. it comes to the. I know, but I don't agree when it comes to the Marvel properties. I haven't liked what they've done with the Marvel properties so much. Right, we can yeah. get that later, though. Hey, uh,
1: isn't
2: there a yeah. Spider-Man uh, animated show coming out or something? It's
0: already out. It's Marvel's Marvel's Spider-Man is what they call it now. And it is.
2: Oh, if it's already out, that means I haven't. It must not be good enough for me to know.
1: Oh. Yeah. I've <laughs> yes. Heard anything correct. about it. That's the one with Darn, Patton Oswalt as uh, That's the one with Patton Oswalt
0: as Yeah, uh, with Uncle Ben. it makes me sad because I love Patton Oswalt and I... We did
2: a story about that and I remember. Yeah, yeah, oh, and damn. I, this just, must not be I mean, good.
0: just can't get into it. Well,
1: damn. Let's, let's move on. Um, speaking of story, uh, Joss Whedon, again, has left the Batgirl movie.
2: This is the dumbest thing I've heard in my entire life. And he actually
1: came out with uh, the Hollywood Reporter, and he he released a statement to the Hollywood Reporter. He said, Batgirl is such an exciting project, and Warner slash DC are such collaborative and supportive partners that it took me months to realize I really didn't have a story. I'm grateful to Jeff and Toby and everyone who was so welcoming when I arrived and so understanding when I... uh, Is there a sexier word for failed? End quote. So uh, I guess there was no story there.
2: I don't. This I just I just feel like I don't think this movie was never going to happen, right? This is like I don't I don't. Understand I still don't understand why one of the greatest.
1: I still don't understand why they don't just make a Nightwing backroll movie. Combine the two.
0: Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we don't need two separate movies with them, right?
2: Duff is one of the like one of our greatest storytellers. I, like I, he turned Justice League into a watchable movie. How do you not have a Batgirl movie at least planned out in six months? Just years of comic books. I don't get it. This is so stupid. Oh, I agree. This I is mean, a bad ex- explanation. I don't think this was it. It had to be more than this because this is this is this is too dumb.
1: What do you think? What, what are you trying to say, Sparks?
2: I
0: I, eh, I feel like pr- potentially. I could see it either way. I could see this being Warner Brothers trying to push Joss Whedon out now too. But I could also see it being that he genuinely was just... Because keep in mind that, yeah, he was there for six months, but they also picked him up for Justice League during the same time when he came over to start working on Batgirl. So he was spinning his wheels on both. It was his idea to do Batgirl, though. Yes, it was his idea to do Batgirl. But, I mean, having an idea, I I can kind of get what he means in the sense that, like, he didn't have a story in the sense that he didn't have... An actual full story, like he had ideas and no complete full narrative that actually meant something, and he kept trying to work it out and couldn't crack it.
2: I can so buy that, that. Sounds, that sounds to me like that he was under he was under pressure to have a script done before, like when they wanted it to be done.
0: That's entirely possible, but I could I can totally believe that he had like strong ideas for her and could not find the narrative like he just couldn't crack the whole story. I, I do believe Man. that could have happened. I just don't think any. I'm
1: gonna get some flack for this, I'm sure, but I don't think any Batman sidekick can carry a movie. Like I, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't even think the Joker can carry a movie.
3: Well, the Joker is a bit
2: Like I, I, I see more credence for like a Batgirl or like a, like like a Nightwing, definitely Nightwing. Nightwing is one of the best characters in DC. It has. Um,
0: I, I think I think a Batman side character can carry a film. I just can. But I don't know if they should. Sure, I, I really think they belong on TV. Go ahead, Ryan. Ryan. Huh? Oh, I didn't say you, that. You were you were kind of going somewhere. I know. I jumped in.
2: Oh no, I figured it was. It's gone. But uh, it's just like, like dude, the 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 J. Trillions Batwoman run. That book is phenomenal, and Gail Simone's background, the start of her background run before the Burnside stuff. And people like that Burnside stuff but that's that's a very different background. There is so much that they can do, and sure, maybe just want a cherry pick from from some recent stuff. but you know what that's what all the movies do and like oh I just, you know what I, I, I just feel like I't like I thought he was I don't think he was better than that, but like uh, it just seems like it can't be more than like, oh, I just been front a story like he's, he's, he's a storyteller i uh
1: I actually will take back my statement. I think Batwoman can make a really good movie. But I don't necessarily consider Batwoman a Batman sidekick because she's, she's like from her outset she was like I don't I'm not with you, so. Oh totally, right.
2: but she is part of the Bat family for sure. Right.
1: So like I will so I will amend my statement and say I think Bat Bat can make a good movie.
0: I think there is a strong potential for like a film. Get Renee universe. Montoya, in there the question do it. I think there is a strong po- potential for a Bat family film universe. Yes. In it in itself, I think that there's a lot of room for that to exist, and that. Not necessarily any single character could carry a film, but I think Batman side characters could carry a film without Batman. Oh yeah, I think I that's entirely. That. I at, think that's entirely possible. So I mean, it's, look at
2: Detective Comics right now. No, I, mean, that's, I know. That's a teen I book.
0: I know. I know. That's why I'm saying like, I, but I think it needs to be more well structured than I think Warner Brothers is capable of right
3: now.
2: Ben, what say I, you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm
3: like half and half. At this, at one side of me thinks that this is really really stupid. It's like what Ryan said. There are God knows how many years of Batgirl books that you, of Batgirl stories that you can pick and choose from. By the same time, I understand that if he has ideas but doesn't have a set narrative, he doesn't want to say, "Hey, this is a really." He doesn't. Essentially, it it's kind of like Caliber. He has a really, really good idea, but if he doesn't have like the story, the set narrative, he doesn't want to put it out and it be a piece of shit. And also, how it's, how many it's years? It's Joss Whedon.
1: How many years did it take Brad Bird to come up with a story for Incredibles two?
2: Through, to, to right. I mean, like, and, and, I, and if they wanted to be, have, have have if they wanted to have that, this creative person because they don't they don't have they don't have anymore, right? If they would have let him like nurture the story, like even if it takes longer than normal, like this makes me feel like he was like, all right, we need to get this ball rolling, John. He's like, well, I just can't do it. Sorry.
0: Right. Yeah. I know. But I know also, exactly what you mean. But
2: also, here's another thing for me: is that when this Batgirl
3: story came out, a lot of people were talking about multiple Batman properties coming to life. Um, not just the bat, not just the Ben Affleck Batman movie, but then some. There's like some rumors about like a Nightwing movie and other things, and now a Batgirl. And I was thinking, this just sounds like it's too much Batman, too much Bat Family. A Bat Family movie where we have Nightwing, Batgirl, and Batwoman, and maybe Batwoman because I do agree with Sparks and Brandon having Bat where Batwoman can full a movie. I also got things think that could happen, but if it's just like, hey, we're gonna have a Batgirl movie, then we're gonna have a Nightwing movie, then we're gonna have a Robin movie. It's like, no, that's just too much Bat Family. I want other heroes.
1: There there was so, a...
3: that The Go Nightwing, the oh, Nightwing
1: no, director, the Nightwing... Chris McKay. He's still on board. He said, I'm still doing this. So. What's
0: the other thing that he's doing that's why he was... Someone asked him, are you still doing it because he's doing something else? I don't remember. Yeah. I'm not paying attention to him right now. Sorry, Ben. Kind of jumped on you there.
3: It's okay. But, I mean, I honestly... as If this movie did actually make up your production cool, I was going to go see it. But at the same time, I honestly, I did not think it was going to come to light. So would have been cool to see a Batgirl movie. I'm still down for a Batgirl movie. DC's... But
1: once again, uh, Warpods... DC's, uh, you know, throw darts at the wall and hope something sticks mentality of yeah. making
0: movies needs to stop. Well, it is funny because yeah. I remember we look back to like the, re- the release schedule and there was a point where they were saying, we want a Bat Family film every year. Yeah, I remember that, and that that sounded that did sound insane to me. I just
1: remembered. I keep a list of all yeah. the of all the in production DC films. I can now cross this one off. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Nice. <laughs> huh. Yeah,
3: uh, like if they kept doing a Bat Family film every year, it's like no, that's too much Batman and yeah. not enough because I'm still waiting for Man of Steel two.
0: I agree with you. <laughs> so is Henry Cavill. Um, so here's my question though: Do you guys think that this means Joss Whedon won't do any more DC film properties? Is this yeah, a breaking ties done. for him to not do anymore, or is this just not Batgirl?
2: I think he's done. I, I don't think he's Why done. would, why I, would you jump ship? That seems like that's the irresponsible thing. To, to jump onto I another think, DC product, like That
3: seems crazy.
1: I don't know. No, I, I, I don't think I, he's done.
3: Ryan, I disagree. I think that if Joss Whedon has a set story structure for a set character and goes to DC and says, hey, here's the, here's the narrative, here's what I got, and they
2: like it, then he could do it then he'll do it. But if but oh, right. okay, Ben, so he does the exact same thing he does it for Batgirl and then they drop him for that. Why would he go back to them if he's not gonna maybe not have enough time to develop what he wants well, to make? But did, but he left for Batgirl though. Did he was he did he leave himself? We I, yeah, we're led to believe. Himself we're himself we're, okay, forward, right? we're yeah. led
0: to believe from his statement that he left of his own choice because he realized that he could not crack the story. That's that's what we're okay, led so to believe, why? but we don't know.
2: Yeah. Okay, I just don't I don't see why he would go back to the same people and say, Oh, that last one didn't work, let's try this one like immediately right after. I think uh, here's
0: here's what I would I would put out, um because of the state that D C films are in. I, I could believe that Batgirl still continues to not get made, and then Joss comes back three years from now and is like, I got it now and then he shows out the whole screenplay and they're like, Oh, okay, never mind, we'll make this. It wouldn't surprise me with how turmoil how much turmoil is always around the warner brothers dc films if that's the path this took uh but ultimately yeah. i i do think that this might be a situation where he isn't being i don't think he's being shoved out by warner brothers and i do think that there's potential that he's going to come back and do something different with them but we'll see
2: yeah right. uh you know what um this is if there's one shining light out of this is uh get yourself a lady director get yourself a female director
1: yeah good point i agree true good point
2: and you know what? The the current writers of Background the 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 Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, uh, the Benson sisters, they write for T V. They're actually accomplished screenwriters. And they're actually they're they were having troubles writing background at first because they didn't realize they didn't know how comics scripts work. They're having trouble breaking down comics, but they got it now, right? Like they're great writers. Just move them over and make them the background the Batgirl team. Like you could totally do that. It would totally work. It's super easy. Your talent's there.
0: You know what I think I'd love to see? Um, I think what? I'd love to see Uh, I forget her name right now, but the woman who directed Wonder Woman. Patty Jenkins? Thank you. Oh, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. I'd love to see Patty Jenkins and Joss Whedon come together and co-direct so that Joss Whedon can kind of help her juggle all the balls in the air because he's done it before, the next Justice League film when it eventually happens. I think that would be an interesting way to carry things over because Patty Jenkins has an understanding of representing heroes and watching her, if she took Wonder Woman in the lead and Joss Whedon helped her kind of juggle the team element... That would be a really interesting combination, and then Patty Jenkins would be more well versed in doing their team films, right? That'd be cool. Um, yeah, let's not get too much into that. That though. idea is no,
2: better. Anything is better than anything. I'm just saying,
0: like, why I would like to see Joss still be involved, right?
1: Well, what do you say we move on to our main topic? Absolutely, uh, another DC problem Ooh. on TV. Ooh. Black Lightning premiered a couple of weeks ago on uh, on the ZOO. Yeah, did.
0: And, uh, and w- let's get some initial thoughts. Uh, Sparks, you first. Okay, I, I was the one who pushed for this because I was the first one to start watching it because I love this show. I think this show's great. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah. no necessary pun intended. Uh, I think this was the jolt that the superhero uh, television shows kind of needed. Um, they needed someone to come in. Uh, again, like having a, a married couple who are both black... Being uh, co show runners that are putting the show out, I think makes a huge difference in how the characters and the story is developed in this show. And it shows, and I think it makes it one of the strongest superhero offerings on the CW right now, um, if not the strongest. And yeah, I think it's just been executed flawlessly so far. Um, I've had I've watched it with some friends, and and all of us have just kind of been like, it's it's kind of the response of this almost feels like it should be on Netflix, not on the CW. It it feels yeah. that strong. It's uh, surprisingly brutal. Yeah, for a CW show. Oh yeah, uh, Ryan. One hundred
2: percent. Yeah, yeah.
1: Ryan. Yeah, man. I response? I uh,
2: I like I like your show quite a lot, and. It, it, there I realized how brutal it was when Black lightning was using like lightning was using a dude as a body shield and a dude got shot and you see all the bullet holes enter and you see like blood I'm like, oh shit, this is like this is real, like more real than any other of the, the superhero CW shows. And, and I, what I really like about it is compared to era where you know you're a 30 year old billionaire or you're the flash where you're a genius. Uh, a chemist or whatever. This feels like relatable people, and it's just a dude trying to live his life as a principal with his wife and his kids. And it's so relatable, and all the characters are relatable, and they're all believable. And and I I just I really like the show a lot. And you're right, it was the jolt we needed because to be honest, and we've talked about it before. I'm kind of I'm kind of getting over the CW shows. I did the Flash is the only one I watch now, and I'm kind of kind of getting over it too. But this show, man, it was like it felt like Arrow at it's peak it felt like Flash at it's peak but every episode is good and I'm like man I'm so glad this show's on because it made me believe in CW shows again yeah Ryan you want to talk about Brutal how about that one
3: scene that one scene where uh, Tobias fed his piranhas alive live human that was like
1: yeah
2: dude what a cool guy that is Tobias oh, you know
1: Tobias this is his uh, only his second acting credit his first one was in 2011
2: yeah he's a rapper oh wow.
0: yeah I didn't know that
2: yeah it's go, an actual albino, too. Go on, Ben. You didn't
0: really get to give initial thoughts on this yet. Ben?
3: Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, actually, I really, really, really like this show. I think I was enjoying it because, I mean, you guys know how far behind I am on Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow. And, of course, they, those guys, they come together and they're like, okay, so I have to watch Arrow to understand what's happening in Flash and what's happening so-and-so. Watching Black Lightning... It's like, this is completely off the grid. There's no mention of anything. And I was like, I, I'm, one of the things I love about the show is that when the credits hit on the fifth episode, I'm sitting here going, wait, that's it? No, I need more. And then I try to hit the play, play on, on episode six. that's not out yet on the on CW app. So this, it got hooks in me. I enjoyed watching it. And also, I love the way how they do the episode tiles, like the personal fairy title is black Jesus, yeah, right i I just love that tile, but also and
0: Book of Lawanda, I think <laughs> one of them Lawanda. La because she's the one who gets yeah. killed they have Book of Lawanda for two of the episodes with different subtitles after yeah. that which I thought was really yeah. really cool cuz it's it's kind of like that's the catalyst that gets him back into being Black Lightning. Yeah. So let's let's oh, um, yeah. so let's let's dive a little bit into the show. I want to ask a question. Okay, go do ahead. Do we do we think this is set on Earth 1? No. Because no. they do mention no. there are other I'm heroes. I'm aware. I but I mean there are there I I think that this easily can be a different Earth because they mention other heroes, but it's not like they mention them specifically. Um, they, I, they leave
2: it ambiguous enough. It could be literally anything. I, they do whatever they want.
0: I really like how they do mm. mention the other heroes,
1: though, because when they say it, it's like, why are other people who dress up in costume considered superheroes, but
0: Black Lightning doesn't? He's considered a vigilante. Right. I thought that was a really great point, which is also part of the reason why I don't think it's Earth 1, because we have Arrow. Sure. Um... So I think that is a, a great thing. I think this is a world where there are other superheroes, but Black Lightning is a vigilante and it's like, this is because he's black. Um, and I think that's a great point. And I really like that. Uh, th- it's kind of selfish of me to say that I don't think it's on Earth 1 because it's a- I don't want it to be on Earth 1. Not that I don't want a crossover, but if there is crossover, I'd prefer that it only happens between Earths, not uh, frequently in the same place. I don't want to see anissa or any of his daughters having to like talk to cisco about their suits i don't want that sure yeah. I, yeah. Like I don't want that i like either. this yeah. show untouched by that um i don't mind a crossover event where their earths meet i think that would be a lot of fun and really interesting to see but i don't want them to be the same earth i'm i'm confused
1: by how what the point of his suit is and who that taylor is
0: uh, so the suit is helping to channel his abilities. That's what I assume. He's just but a conductor. They don't, they don't conductor. really talk about it, right? It's it's meant to channel his abilities because he has the natural power. The suit helps him to to refocus it and control it and do some different things with it that he can't do outside of the suit. Okay.
3: Um, like it's hover mode.
0: We're still kind of figuring out who the tailor is. Yeah, we don't I'm, know. I don't even know, and I've been I've recently been looking into the Black Lightning comics. I've been reading. Um, you might have seen it on my Instagram post. I've been reading the current miniseries that they're doing, Cold Cold Dead Hands. Yeah, which is he's which just, is great. He's
2: uh, Alfred Jarvis. He's Alfred Jarvis, right? But there's
0: there's a little bit more to him than that because he's uh yeah. you know in that the most recent episode I think they mentioned he's like with a team. Yeah, like he's a part he knows, of an, a part of ASA. And he knows that Tobias Well can't age, right? And he's part of his own team that can get information. This kind of thing, almost like he's an agent of some kind. So it. it we don't quite know what exactly his his deal is entirely. Yes, he is kind of Alfredish, but there's more to it than that. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, I I kind of want to throw my hat well, throw my two cents that he was part of those experiments that those three kids disappeared for. I've the wondered one that, that Alvin Pierce was trying to expose, and he was a part of it. That's that's my. Um, That's
0: my guess. Yes, absolutely. I've wondered that too. The only reason I'm not crazy about that is because it would mean that he would have a hand of some kind in information that led to Jefferson's dad's death. And I don't think that he would... I don't know that I like him being privy to something that could have prevented it. Because I am assuming that Jefferson was one of the kids who got... Oh, yeah. I'm assuming that too. I'm assuming that's why his dad got so involved. Yeah.
3: Yes. And of course, Anissa inherited her powers by... She just inherited her powers.
0: Yes, yes. By the she's way, yeah, she does yeah. By the way, speaking yeah. on that, I love the way the story is unfolding the the like don't know why the the story's unfolding and it's leaving like little bits and it's getting there and it's getting there and i've never felt like there's been an episode that didn't give us a little bit of something and and hasn't been like with withholding it's like it's unfolding as naturally as i feel it should
1: it seems like it's a 13 episode season and it's unfolding as it should more so than like Daredevil season 1 which kind of had some filler in the in the in the middle there kind of dragged this is so far just kind of just kind of been telling the story and and giving us the information as, as it needs to be as it needs to be given. Right. In each episode we learn something new. We learn something new. We learn something new as we move forward
0: to the mm-hmm. end game. Right. Something I really love about the show is that not only do the characters feel natural, but the progression of the story feels natural. It feels like the natural human responses to the events that are occurring. Like the the yeah, way mm-hmm. that things fold over on themselves. It really does feel like things are slowly stepping up. Like you know, we didn't jump weeks into Jefferson being bla- back as Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. It all feels like it's been progressing exactly as it would if it were happening in real that
1: kind of goes to ryan's point that this character feels more real
0: yes I, i and that's one of my things that i wanted to talk about for this this is one of the reasons why i wanted to do this on the podcast so soon is because i feel like a lot of shows especially arrow but also like daredevil even luke cage jessica jones they they try and and do succeed at times they try to make you feel like these characters or even the marvel films these characters are set in a in a real world, you know? They're, they're trying to make you believe, like, it's very real, that they this is what it would really be like if they're there. Black Lightning, I think, has had the best execution of this I've ever seen. I truly am like, this is straight up how people would act, talk, be, going through their lives if this man had powers at the same time as all this was happening. Like, this feels as real as anything has ever felt to me. This feels like the real-life interpretation of what that would look like. And that is so yeah, uh, impressive.
2: Yeah. When um, One of my favorite scenes, I think it's when Anissa first finds her powers and she's in a junkyard training. And she just starts screaming in happiness and just screaming like, oh, oh my God, Yeah! Because who the <laughs> hell wouldn't have the best time of their life when they just realized they're a superhero? Like, everyone's a superhero, yeah. like, dark and brooding. But like, dude, if I was a teenager and I had superpowers, I would be freaking out just like she was. And it, it, her excitement and, like, how good her performance is made me excited for the, the shed of a, a washing machine.
1: I thought for no, sure... No, what am I? Was, sorry, Ben, real quick. I thought for sure we were going to get uh, the other sister's powers uh, introduced in that last episode. I think kick-boxer. they're going to take their
0: time with it for a bit.
3: Which you, I
1: like. What were you gonna say, Ben?
3: No, I was gonna say one of my favorite scenes with Anissa was when she got her new her uh, superhero costume. And she's yo, that's like a, a Batgirl
2: girl costume, dude. <laughs> I was just like
3: Batgirl. She yeah. puts, the, she puts, no, she goes to the storage unit and she sees the She's like, if you're gonna be a superhero, you can't be scared of dead rats. And she finds all those stuff. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. I just thought that scene. Was, I just thought that scene was cute. Was well, she? Was she and uh, a store clerk, were just bonding over wearing? Oh yeah. And stuff. I was like, <laughs> I can see some of the <laughs> You never really see
1: yeah, yeah. you never really see a lot of superheroes kind of go through alleys and uh and uh these kind and um storage units and, and things like that in full costume. You always kind of see them go in like their civilian clothing to right. like I kind of like I kind of yeah. like that Black Lightning does it and like Black Lightning is the muscle to Jefferson Pierce. Like Jefferson
0: Pierce goes in, tries to talk the situation over and then, like, this then isn't comes working. back as Black Lightning and he's like, "All right, here we go." Yeah, I like that. I <laughs> I we would be remiss not to talk about some of the politics that are going into this. Um, I think that we Actually, all could Mark, appreciate. Yeah,
3: there's something I really was hoping to say about that. Go ahead. Now, all three of you gentlemen know, and all our audience knows that I absolutely hate it when shows and movies cram politics into superhero things distastefully. Sure. Black Lightning puts politics into its show in a very tasteful, in a very understanding manner. And I absolutely love the show for it. Right. I think I... Now, there... Go ahead. No, because, like, um, like, one of the things that they're talking about, like, one of the things that really resonated with me was the very first episode when um, Jefferson gets pulled over after getting um, yeah. Anissa out from jail. Yes. And he's profiled because he's a, a black male and someone robbed a liquor store. And, of course, see, the cop doesn't give him anything pulls in front says is this a guy he's not and of course he's like are you serious you pulled me over I'm wearing a suit I'm driving my daughter's home and you just pulled me over because it's because of a black suspect that's messed up
0: yep yeah it is I, I that's what I that was exactly one of the examples I was going to use as that opening scene I think that really set a tone and I was very I'm really glad that we're at a place where, where a superhero television show can have a scene like that which I know mm-hmm. you know we're we're A bunch of white guys talking about this but i mean that probably meant so much to so many people to have that represented that way like that you know so i i'm so impressed with this show on how it's attacking things that we are seeing in the news things that we are aware of uh, with people we know that are going on right now and it's being very direct and it's not pulling punches I feel I feel like it's being mm-hmm. very realistic like this is how people get treated this is how things are going and here's a look into that world and it feels very genuine and and that's so interesting to see in a superhero show it's like a really really well done comic it really is um, mm-hmm. yes yeah Uh, I I cannot stress how much I love the way the characters are written, and I'll tell you what made me realize why I love how much the characters are written. It's not just that they sound like real people, because there is a big difference between these writers writing these black characters and writers writing the black characters on the Arrowverse shows there's a huge difference in yeah. the feel and okay, tone yeah. of them. But let me tell you what I love about this. I love that, and, and Jefferson Pierce is the best example, but I know some of the other actors do this. Not only are they written this way, but the actors, I have to give them credit, they do a great job of this. They do a thing that I realize I don't see a lot in the superhero shows. They interact with people differently depending on the social situation. Jefferson Pierce talks to like gang members or to his family differently than he does as a principal in the school. Or to even the tailor. He interacts and speaks in a different manner with a different behavior depending on what social situation he is in. And that is so impressive. I didn't know that. I know. It's it's a crazy, like, it took me a few episodes to catch on, but I'm like, wow, the writing, the acting is so crazy because he's one way when he's going out on the streets talking to people. He's a totally different way when he's being the principal and a totally different way when he's being the husband.
2: He's quite brutal and quite mean at times when he's Black Lightning, and then when he's like a principal, he's like the sweetest man on planet. I am like, man, this guy is—he's really good, right? And I—I I like I mean, I, I,
0: I mean, not even just—I just, oh. mean, not even just between Black Lightning and Jefferson Pierce. Even when he's just going around as Jefferson Pierce, when he's like meeting up with gang members in a bar, it's a different attitude and approach to when he's being the principal in a different situation like you don't see that kind of breakdown between like for a good example is oliver queen being mayor and oliver queen being oliver there's not really it's It's always kind of the same thing both (laughs) in writing and in acting but here they, they totally structure him differently he has a different way of speaking and that's so impressive go ahead
3: oh
2: yeah
0: ben you were gonna say something
3: um yeah i was gonna say um one of the things I really, really like about Jeff Superior, I actually honestly wish that he was a real person and he was my principal, because <laughs> I love that he knows every student's name, and also that little mantra, it's like uh, oh that like that mantra that he instilled in the students, like, this is this Who's, is your life. Whose you life is this? Whose way. future is it? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Uh, one of the things that... Oh, he goes to two bits. Like, he says, hey, I know two bits. He goes to him, and Sparks, you actually were saying, because I didn't catch on to this, and then I'm, I'm thinking back on it. I was like, oh my god, he does. He does talk differently as a principal, as a husband, as a father, and as when he talks to the gang members. But he goes up to 2-Bits, he's like, hey, dude, you should, like, get out, cops are coming. And 2 bits is like, no, I'm going to stay. And what I lo- really like about him is, like, he goes to, he tries to talk it out first, but obviously when they don't bunch, he's like, alright, time to get the lightning out, time to kick his ass. He doesn't want to kick his ass, obviously, but then he's like, "All right, well, I got it. I got There's shit I got to get done. I tried it one way; it didn't work. I tried to do it the other way."
1: He likes the
0: nonviolent approach.
1: I do have a question. I want to ask another question. Do we think his powers are killing him?
0: No, I think that um, I think that calibrations in the suit are not. Commu- no, yeah, are not communicating with his powers well because he hasn't used them in so long. Right, but remember,
1: yeah, the last a-
2: episode had DMV saying the reason you're having these problems is because of your conductor for
1: Right, but remember, there was an episode. Early, I don't remember which episode, but he's in. He wakes up and he goes into the bathroom, and we see the lightning kind of moving up his, the veins of his body, like I, in pain. Yes, I remember yeah.
0: that. I don't think that it's killing him. I do think that it's it's from n- zero use. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. I he's think it's like it,
2: yeah. it's like when you're bedridden and you don't use your legs for a long time. You got to regrow those legs. Like he uses power for the first time in like a decade, so his body's going like he's like re- getting used to it. Basically, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I have to agree. He hasn't
3: used his powers over nine years and when he finally uses them at, at almost full force one day, his body's like, okay, if I, haven't, if I haven't stretched these muscles for every year. He makes an
2: exercise joke. He's like, uh, oh, I gotta run up these stairs, you know. i are back at it. I gotta get exercise all I
0: can. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think, I don't think that there there is powers are killing him. I think we're, If for no other reason than we're so early in the show, I don't think that they're going to be killing him. Sure. So, but I do think that it's like, it's a feedback from him not using him and so long. Um, That actually opens us up to a point that I wanted to hit on. Another thing I love about the show is how it's kind of an origin show and it's kind of not because Black Lightning existed then went away and this is him returning to it. And so he's already established, but we're still kind of being introduced to how he works and how he does things and all that. That was genius. Th- yeah, can
2: I can I can we talk about like what the plot is real quick? Yeah, so, yeah. Like, yeah, Like he's been he's yeah, gone yeah. nine years, and then this this gang, the one hundred, has taken over the city, basically. And that's I really like. It's kind of like you know, uh, like bad guys take over a city. Like it's not the first time you've seen it, but it, but all the bad guys are really are handled really <laughs> well, and it's re- and it, again, it's believable. Where it's not like the super villains, like they're actual like just criminals, and and it feels believable with the police corruption and lawyers and all this stuff, and it's super ground level on a way that I totally believe that, like, a a city like, let's say, like, Atlanta could be taken over by this evil game because you're a superhero left. And what I really like about the show is the actual struggle he has if he should be Black Lightning or not, because, like, he's trying to save kids through education. That's the right principle. But he needs, but the the gang is only responding to violence. But when he goes and responds with violence, bad things happen as well. And unlike Arrow or Flash, I really feel like the consequences of him being a superhero are real. And again, I keep going to real because, like, I feel like this character is real because it's it's so believable, right. even though he's shooting lightning out of his hands.
1: I like the. I, yeah. I remember the bit in the Green Light episode where he, he goes as Black Lightning. You know, after he went as um, Jefferson, and he goes to Black Lightning. And he goes, "Hold on, before we before we get started, can you can I just take a selfie?" Yeah, can we just take and us and us he's like, like no, oh, no, before, no, man. You <laughs> no. Punches him out. That was really he's funny. Like
3: that, that two bits is like, before you knock me out, can I get, can I get a pick? And He's like, <laughs> That's pretty yes. good. What? And he's like, knocks him out. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, his thunder I, hands are awesome.
1: Oh, punch I
0: love that. Thunder punch. Yes. I love that. Yes. Uh, well, I, um, I really liked the decision to have Tobias and Black Lightning both kind of not aware of each other anymore. Tobias thought Black Lightning again. was dead, That's and awesome. Black Lightning thought Tobias was gone. And had left Freeland, and now they're both kind of rediscovering each other. And I thought that I think that's a really great way to build things. Also, while I remember it, um, there's another thing I loved about the show. I kind of forgot about it because it was so early on. I love the argument that is also, I love the relationship between him and his ex wife. I think it's very unique to superhero shows, and I think it's executed so well. But I really love her argument that the reason she wanted him to quit. She believes he's addicted to his powers. Oh yeah, that was such a great argument. I, I thought that was really that good never, too. That never, that almost never comes up in comics where they say you're addicted to using your powers. That was yeah. such oh, no. a great
1: turn. And even in the when yeah. he was talking about it to the Taylor, and the Taylor was like, he's not addicted to his powers. He is addicted to saving people.
0: Right. Yeah. I loved that argument. I was like, that that is the most. Legitimate argument I've ever heard about why someone who loves someone would want them to stop using their abilities. Yeah, that she, is she's the best argument when, I've ever heard. She's
1: looking at it as a drug,
0: right? And I thought that's so smart. Well done. Now, I love also, that.
3: also sparks one of the strong points about this show that I feel is that how well written every character is. Yes, because what I'm because when I was watching Flash Arrow they would go to scenes with Dia, they goes go to scenes with Cisco and uh, Caitlin. and there would be times where I'd be bored. It's like, no, get to the good stuff. I want to know what's happening with Arrow and Flash. Black Lightning doesn't have that. When it shifts to Anissa, and like that one scene where she was finding those biggest and front of the Ruby Red on uh, Lipstick Lounge, mm-hmm. I was like interested in that, and when it goes to to... To, to Tobias and Lady E, I'm paying attention because like I'm interested. Even when it goes to Khalil and Jasmine, oh man, I love those two as a couple. And I, and it almost broke my heart when they found that when I found out that Khalil couldn't walk again. I'm like, oh, oh Khalil what
2: the, the sweetest
3: boy. Oh my god, that, that, that was, was a bad, bummer. Bummer. That hurt. Yeah, it's like every single time it cut to a different character and told a little bit of the story i was engaged and i was interested i care about every single one of these characters i care about jasmine collier's relationship i cared about jefferson not just as black lightning but also how he was going to deal with bernard lewis's expulsion i cared about tobias and how he faced down his father and finally somehow got his revenge and To be honest, I think Tobias is one of the best villains we've seen in a very long time on a CW show.
0: That was a really well-done sequence when they had him sitting there like he was the child and responding in Uh the memory. Yeah, I thought that was a great sequence. It felt very comic book. I loved it. Yeah.
1: uh, Ben, I just want to point out, I am envious of of your name-dropping ability. Because the way you retain names, I can't do that. I don't know how those characters just named. Oh, Khalil and it, it probably helped because of I've seen this. I just watched the show last uh, like an hour ago. <laughs> I actually, I don't know.
3: That's how good the show is. I because ret- there are sometimes no no. Where I no I'm giving names, you props for like everything.
1: People. You're 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 just good at
3: that. I don't know. My brain is a very weird sponge. It only retains some things, and sometimes it doesn't. But,
2: and I'm I'm the same way. Like because I I absorb so much entertainment. Where like the, if it's really good, the good stuff it it retains with me. And like I I remember like Madame Eve and all these characters too. Cause, like I also did watch it like yesterday. But it, I, it's, yeah, it's, it's I it's powerfully good. It's really good. I
3: literally just finished watching this before my I've, I finished episode five before my lunch today. Oh, like, oh man, this this show is just. So well written. It's so well produced. But I just love how the politics are put in there tastefully and in a way where it. Because there are times where I feel I, I can't think of an example, but there are times where I know it's happened where they will just literally shove politics down your throat and be like, "Hey, don't do bad things." Or this arrow. Is good, this is bad. Yeah, arrow maybe. And actually, no, one thing. That yeah. I is how. It's kind of like when they said, like, hey, and this is a lesbian. They didn't make a big deal out of it. It's like, yeah, shit, right. whatever. Hey, yo,
1: I got a problem with her girlfriend's comic book abuse.
3: <laughs> I, I, You do nothing. not, folding you do not fold up a an comic and
1: put it in your butt. Yeah.
2: I, I agree with that. That is a cardinal sin. You do not do that.
3: That,
1: is, By the way, that was a Richard fun little show. Is joke.
2: sweet, and she's a bartender slash librarian lady. You be nicer. She can fold her comic however she is wants. Is she a librarian, or does she oh, work no, in a bookstore? I would hope to see Grace,
3: Grace, and Anissa stay together. I actually like those two more. It than, was, it was uh, an interesting. Than her first girlfriend.
1: I certainly wanted to point that out because that comic that she has is an Outsiders comic, which is Black Lightning, which
0: was Black Lightning's team. Right in the comic. Yeah, Batman and the Outsiders team. team. Nice. Yeah. It was a nice. It was a nice nod. Um, yes, I was also going to talk about that. I really liked the way that they introduced. Anissa is a lesbian and it wasn't like this. I it, it again, it just feels very natural. It yeah, feels like, organic. It a lot of yeah.
1: CW shows kind of like shine a light on it. Yes. Because
0: they're like, look at what we did. Yeah. Whereas this one was just kind of like, here you go. Yeah, this this feels like an organic show. Her relationship with her with her sister Jasmine, like that's the way that they interact with each other is so genuine.
1: <laughs> when her sister it feels goes real. To her, when her sister <laughs> goes to her parents and is just like I think so. I'm gonna have. Well, I'm gonna with have my sex friend. this weekend. Yeah, because they
0: said you know come to us, and, yeah. and they're like we can't be upset. That's what we said for her to do. <laughs> that-, Dude,
2: that was so funny. <laughs> I she like she's at dinner with her parents, and she's like, hey, yeah, so I'm gonna bang my boyfriend on Saturday, and I, they're just like, oh, you 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 want? Uh, we said we wanted this. Oh no,
0: no. It's amazing how. How quickly all of these actors have convinced me of these characters and their relationships! Like it did not take oh, me. Yeah. By hey, guys. By episode two, I was already like sold on everyone.
2: Dude, um, hey, guys. The, I love the pilot so much. It's such a good pilot. What's up, man?
3: Hey guys, one of the best putting the fear of God into the boyfriend scenes was when oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> talked to Khalil the first time.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna you're, gonna you're gonna put athletes? You're gonna. No,
1: Clean
3: I'm your watching feet. this. I think it's my God, Jefferson. Just put the fear of God in that poor boy. Oh, and he's, when, when, he's
1: just, Ben, when Jefferson is like, so you're, if you're going to put athlete's foot where athlete's foot doesn't belong. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> oh, God. Um, that was a really good scene. And he just walks away it, smiling. It like, yeah, I did. I did a good job. Good job. Me. Hey, quick
2: question is, is Lala, was that the same guy from Runaways? Was that Andre from Runaways?
1: Um, that's a good question I'm uh, not sure don't
0: know it looked like him
2: I th- I'm, per- I th- I'm pretty sure it's the same guy who was in who was in prison for uh, shoot for, uh, no I know uh, who you're talking baguette. about
0: his, his, his friend yeah um, I think so
2: yeah to, yeah that's all I would uh, have also, to look uh, that
0: up but I didn't, uh, I didn't even think about that because I was so into his character as Lala yeah
2: alright so, <laughs> so my favorite thing dude they killed the him in episode is, uh, 2 I did not see that coming
0: oh yeah no that's yeah, not
2: yeah uh, Ryan, what uh, were you gonna say? Bias or, like choke choked in jail. Um, so my favorite thing about the show is that Gambi is played by James Remar. And when Black Lightning was first using his powers, I was like, man, this is a lot like Raiden and how Raiden uses his powers from Mortal Kombat. And then James Remar shows oh, up and he played Raiden in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He does. So all, all I could ever think of it because uh, he's basically Alfred. I call him Alfred Raiden the entire the entire show. So he's Alfred Aiden to me forever.
1: That's right. That's he replaced he replaced right. Christopher Lambert.
2: He did terribly. He's not good in that movie. <laughs> no, he's not.
1: He's also yeah. weird in this movie. I think it's just his voice. Like his voice in the is like, unnatural his, uh, his voice is, like unnaturally he, deep.
2: He definitely is the I think the quote unquote weakest part, not that he's bad, but like he definitely it seems like he's like operating on a different caliber than them. Almost. I think
0: he doesn't I, feel as natural as the rest. I I, I think yeah. I think it's because there's been so much mystery around him. Probably. Like, purposefully, like, from the, the showrunners, it feels like they're they're leading to something with him, so that's why he feels, like, a little standoffish to us. We don't we Possibly. don't really have a peek into who he is. We haven't had a moment to have a genuine peek into who he is.
2: That's true. I'm trying to think, like, because I think the show is almost, like, honestly almost perfect, like, in terms of being, like, a CW show. Like, it's almost flawless. But, like, I think he might be my only complaint where I'm, like, I'm kind of waiting for more from you, but, like, I guess that's not really a real complaint. I don't know.
3: I think my only complaint for Black Lightning is that I don't have more to watch right now. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, that's really my only complaint. Next week it
0: comes it's back. Tri- yep. Next week it comes back.
3: Yay. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I mean, other all than the
0: shows come I, back next week. No, not true. Supergirl's not.
1: Uh, Supergirl is off the Legends, right? Yeah.
3: Now, other than that, when I was watching this, I really couldn't think of anything where I just tripped it off and thought about other things. I was fully, fully into this. I was actually really hoping for, um, Jefferson and his wife to reconcile and get back together, but also seeing Gamby kind of betray him. Like where well, you see that child Tobias after he pulls up and um, has his um the lady with death in her eyes. I I don't know why, but she interest, She's
2: like you. I'm gonna call you Lady Death from now on. Cause she's, yeah, she's scary. She's she's spicy. I don't know what's going on with her, but uh, she definitely does have death
1: in her eyes. Yeah, I like the mystery yeah. of how when he sees Tobias, like when like Jefferson. Doesn't know that doesn't really know that that Tobias is is uh-huh. still in Freeland, and he's just like, well, that, because he, but he just kind of accidentally lets it slip that he might
0: be because like, well, cause his right hand guy is his his
1: right hand guy is like, well, if I saw him, then that then this could be, and Jefferson's like, what are you not telling me? Yeah, I like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Joyce uh, Toledo was freaking crazy. Talking. Oh man, I, and I honestly I thought that fight was going to go one hundred percent differently. I'm like, man, he's going to kick this dude's ass. And I'm like,
0: all right, he has, like, thunder seizures. Yeah, yeah. thunder <laughs> seizures. Yeah, he I, does have thunder
2: seizures. That's a great name. Co- but- Commenting
0: on something Ben <laughs> said, uh, I, I actually really like the way that Jefferson and his ex-wife's uh, relationship has been going. It feels, uh-huh. it, it, again, it feels like uh, an organic thing. That's kind of how, like, if you were getting back together with your ex-wife, it, it's not black and white. It's not like, oh, now we're back together, which is how some of the other CD- CW shows would run it let's all get married Arrow. at the same time yeah, yeah. um it's it's, <laughs> no, yeah, it's yeah. not like that it's it's very like well I'm more involved right now but I'm not happy about the thing that you're doing but I also like we both genuinely clearly still love each other and we have our girls and and I'm even she's in just these like, things and she's
1: she's just like I understand why you have to do
0: this but there are but parts I of it that like... she doesn't agree with and there are parts that she does and it, it's yeah. it feels as complicated as real life can be
3: yeah it does I mean yeah. I mean truth be told like I, there i mean it's great to see that. I mean, sadly, coming from uh, being a child of divorced parents, there, I, there's no one hell My parents where not really out, but seeing these two with a chance to work it out, it's like, yes, do that. Yeah, yeah well, um, let's, let's get know,
1: like, uh, let's get into some final thoughts, uh, Ryan. You were about to talk. Uh, so, re-
2: yeah. so yeah, real quick. Um, yeah, like after after they they say, hey, let's try to do this or whatever, right? And then he comes back from a mission and he's on her laptop, and uh, she's like, hey, man, I'm sorry that I said the kids should come live with me. Blah blah blah. I'm sorry, you're cool and all, and he's like, "Yeah, that's great." Uh, so I think I want to be Black Lightning like forever, and I think we can make it work. And then she's just like, "Yeah," I'm gonna close my laptop. I'm gonna close my laptop and slowly, dramatically walk away. And I'm like, "Oh man!" And like, normally I feel like in a like in an arrow or a a flash, like they would it it wouldn't work. And they would get back together the next episode, and everything would be dandy. But like again, keep going back to this feels real and believable. Like relationships are not fixed in one day. If you have a fundamental problem with someone, it's going to take a long time to get over that and to learn from that. And I again, I just really, I really, I really appreciate the creators and and, and the actors. I'm like they just know what they're doing. They have a firm grasp on what they want to tell, and it's working very well. Ben. Oh yeah.
3: I absolutely love all the characters on this show. I think Tobias is one of the most compelling villains that we have seen in a very long time. Not just the fact that he is... Because even his origin, like his fighting with Black Lightning, how he became a politician and how he was disgraced and how he's in Freeland, but he's hiding in Freeland. But also, for the, I just love how brutal he is. Like that one scene where that one guy wanted to... After he killed Lala, and... There's this guy looking at this M5 gun on his desk. And he's like, hey, you wanted to move us. This is how you do it. So grab, pick up the gun. And he goes to pick it up. And he just stabs the kid's hand. Yeah. So the vice says, now stop bleeding on my desk and leave. Or when he... Didn't he put a napkin under it first, though? To make sure it
2: didn't yeah, be on, put, on the desk? <laughs> yeah, he
3: <laughs> put the napkin down. He puts his um his jacket, uh um, hanky or whatever it's called. He puts it down, stabs the hand. And then he gets the kid gets the gun. up am thinking, damn,
2: that is savage AF. Yeah,
3: man, you gotta you gotta learn loyalty. And even when he breaks his own dad's back, he looks his father dead in the eye and says, "Your back is broken. You're gonna die slowly," and just walks away.
2: Yep, he's <laughs> cruel. It's like, cruel mother.
3: <laughs> oh, he is cruel. He is evil. And also, I like Lady Eve. How um how she, how like she's like, oh, I don't mind people believing in God. I just don't want them thinking that they could take the streets back. I'm like,
2: damn. It looked like she was making like a, like a swamp zombie or something with like some dude. I don't know, what I don't know what's
1: going on. So that dude wasn't dead. Oh, yeah. That was, was, that doing. was weird. Yeah. About,
2: or, or what? But,
1: that was, ugh. that was, that actually really grossed me out so I'm kind of yeah, happy it, it, to it, talk it. about
2: it. I was like, this is a CW show. This is like Hannibal right now. What's happening? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, um, oh. In terms of CW
3: superhero shows, this being a 13-episode series, I think it's smart. And
2: is that 13?
3: Just,
1: uh, supposedly. They haven't it, ordered anymore. That's yeah, so good.
3: I think it should be for supposedly this Supposedly 13, but this is obviously the CW's strongest bit of Super... Because it's got something for everyone. It's got something for superhero fans. It's got something for people who, want, who like current events. It's literally everything who is in current here. current events? And I absolutely love the show. And I'm kind of sad that I didn't watch it sooner. But now I'm glad I'm able to watch the TWF, so I'm good. Hey,
2: man, at least you're not like six seasons behind or something. <laughs> it's okay. Sparks? Final <laughs> I'm like two th- Oh, you go first, please.
3: I'm two seasons behind on the other shows. Thank you very
2: much. Okay, that's
1: thought that bad. No, um... I mean, what more can I say that hasn't already been said? It's... As a guy who suffered from uh, some serious superhero TV fatigue, I still haven't seen Punisher. Um, it is... It, it, like you all said, it feels real. It's brutal, much more brutal than I than I expected from a CW show. It's not what I expect from a CW show, honestly. And I hope that its second season isn't a complete shitter.
0: I don't think <laughs> it will be. I it's it's also not what you'd expect from a superhero show. I feel yeah, like it it's the superhero thing is almost secondary. Honestly, it's mature. It's 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 very it's, it's very more mature secondary. Than all the other shows. Yeah, um, uh, I want to give credit where credit is due, Salim Akil. And his wife, Mara Brock Akil, are two of the head showrunners for this. They are fundamentally the reason why this show is so strong. Um, I've looked at a lot of the interviews they've had talking about building the show, and I think that they're doing an amazing job. I think as long as they're showrunners, this show is going to keep being this strong. Um, And I don't see them leaving it anytime soon. This this project is kind of their baby, and they're very proud. Um, And they should be. Uh, I think this show is incredible for many, many, many reasons. I think it's great that this show has hit television. I would like to see it go on for a while. Uh, it's killing it in the ratings right now, as far as I know. So is it doing I, well? It, yes, I've heard. Really well? I've heard it's been doing well. So. Is it oh, doing
1: well God. for the CW, or is it doing well for TV? Because uh, those are two very different things.
0: Well, doing well for the CW, but can you imagine what might happen once it hits Netflix? Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, oh, we could yeah. see a big. Oh, yeah, yeah. We could see a big boom in people watching it if it comes back for another awesome. season. Which I, I highly suspect that it will. Um, I could not imagine that it won't. Um, so, uh, I think it's great. I think it's crazy, well done. Um, I'm excited to keep watching it, and I hope for more yeah. seasons. Honestly, I, I love this cast. I love this show. I think this is awesome. Well, yeah, man
2: i i I don't have I, I don't really have any problems with it. And like I like we I kind of talked about before like. Uh, I'm not digging what the CW Super Series shows are offering me right now, and I'm really glad that this is out because this is this is it's so good. It is so good.
3: Well, that'll yeah, uh, do it. One, for... Can I
2: interject really quick,
3: Ryan? <laughs> one little thing, yeah. Uh, Sparks, I hope there are more seasons, but I hope they stay to the 13 episode format because I don't want Black Lightning to stretch and then we get some filler episodes that no one likes.
1: Well, that'll do it for this. Uh... I could I could agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. That'll do it for this yeah, uh, yeah. for this discussion. Uh, Sparks, it is your book club this week. Lead us in.
0: Alright, uh, so for my book club this week, I uh, it's both because it's something I've been wanting to do for a while, and also because it's Black History Month, and what a good time to talk about this with Black Panther, Black Lightning. Now let's, uh, I want to talk about March. Uh, March is a graphic novel. Oh,
2: March? I read April.
0: March is a graphic novel. Um, Ryan, you're fired. Uh, <laughs> adapted from the life and story. Oh, uh, I can hang up on Ryan. The life and stories of John Lewis. Um, a Congressman John Lewis and his time during the civil rights movement. Um, you all read, uh, book one. Indeed. There are three books. Each book gets a little bit longer. And the fourth was just announced. Uh, no, it's a new, new, new series. Oh, I see. It is not going to be, yes, John Lewis is working on a new thing. Uh, I believe the with Nate the Powell. same, with the same collaborators, uh, Andrew Adine and, uh, Nate Powell. I believe he's working with them on another, uh, Uh, comic series but it is not a uh, volume four of March it's going to be a its own thing because March if you read the last bit of book three uh, March really ends its own narrative really really well Um, because uh, as it's going through his time flashing back during the civil rights movement you are also seeing his time during the day that Obama was inaugurated as president which I think is a beautiful juxtaposition and by the time that you're at the end of it um it's uh john lewis this is a little spoilery but i really like it the the end of book three is john lewis coming home uh the night after getting uh, obama's inauguration and there's a voicemail from uh ted kennedy who you meet in book one i think and had been involved and he called john lewis and uh talked to him about all the people that they'd known during the civil rights movement and how great it was to get to this day where president obama was elected and that next day is when he started talking to people because of that i guess it's kind of it kind of implies that maybe because of that call that's what pushed him to want to put this book into being because they were talking about all the people who were no longer with them i thought that was really beautiful so it's a really great total story uh going around that day
1: and he's telling the story to two little kids he is
0: in book one yeah in book two and book three it's it's just being told to you he's not telling that story to the kids anymore The the narrative is just being told to you The the telling of the kids kind of opened you up to it and then it it flows very well in book two and book three that you're just transporting between that day that Obama was like was inaugurated and uh his story continuing of his life Kind of like the yeah. kids got him thinking about it, and he kept thinking about it while he was going through the day. Right.
3: Yeah, I really like yeah, this like one. like halfway through, halfway through book one, the kids and the mom had to leave, because um, he had, he, um, they he had to, go go to go to the, to the inauguration. inauguration. They're, but, they're all
0: going to their spaces for the inauguration, yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Ryan, what do you think of this one?
1: Yeah, man,
2: this book is a, uh, uh, I wish I would have read more, but you know, i never have uh, it's time. It's a, it's a powerhouse of a book, and it's it's super interesting because it's it it's like an auto uh, it's autobiographical like it's like a memoir just told in comic form like it's not uh exaggerated or like you know heightened like it's exactly what happened um and it's it's really it's it's really awesome man and let me tell you i i had a weird epiphany uh and we're going to get slightly political for 5 seconds Oh, this uh, yeah, is this I is
0: th- feel free. This is completely political, guys. This is yeah, this is a awesome. book about the civil rights movement. You have to get a little political yeah. on this one.
2: Yeah. Um. Like obviously, we say it all the time. Like we, we talk about this kind of stuff. We're a bunch of white dudes, so we don't know what it was like. Not just because we weren't born in the fifties, but because we're not black people, right? So reading this book and seeing Black Panther and watching Black Lightning and the unfortunate events that happened in Florida with the mass shooting and all those teenagers doing more for gun reform in the last two weeks than anyone's done in decades. It really feels like we're at a tipping point and a crossroads to a better world. There's, it there's a lot weird. Of parallels, it's, it's, aren't there? Yeah, and, and this book, man, like, like, John Lewis is such a great guy, and, and I know him because I've only been getting political last couple of years, especially during the election. And uh, he's, such a, he's such an amazing man, and it's so, it's so interesting that he not only wrote a memoir, but he wrote a comic because he knew about comics from when he was young. And there was a Martin Luther King comic that inspired many young black people. And this book is just, it's, it's more educational in a way than it is, than it is, you know, like entertainment, but it is super entertaining because John Lewis is such a good storyteller. Yes. And, and see everything this guy went through and, and to be one of the last people alive, it's truly inspiring, man. And it's, it's, it's such a good book, and especially the part when uh, we when talk about the chickens and raising the chickens, and that's how he like learned that he he was a caring person, and how, and it's just it's a really really great book, and uh, yeah, you guys go. I like this book a lot. But, uh,
0: I've got a lot of concerns, um, so I'd like to hear what Ben has to say, and and Brandon, you yourself too.
3: This. I honestly think that I could see March. I haven't, sadly I have yet to read um, books two and three, and I actually want to read books two and three, but I could easily see March being put in schools and taught when kids have to learn about the Civil Rights Movement. Now, obviously, once again, white, generic white male, just gendered white male, born in the 90s, never had to feel what these people suffered through. And when I was a kid learning about the Civil Rights Movement, I honestly felt personally disgusted that anyone would treat people differently just by the color of their skin. And as I'm reading this, I'm reading what John had to go through, and I'm, I feel like I'm sitting back in school watching, learning once again about civil rights movement, but I'm, I'm learning it from someone else's point of view, and I absolutely love it. And also, a congressman writing a comic book? That's got to be one of the coolest things that I've ever heard. And the way that the story goes, it goes from the inauguration, because when I first saw January 20, 2009, I had to, I literally had to think like, wait, what happened January 22? Like, oh, my God, that was when Barack Obama was sworn in as president of the United States. And the way he tells the story, it's just, it's very touching. And even the way it's drawn, is it's very well drawn. And honestly, I absolutely love the scene where John meets Dr. Martin Luther King for the very first time. Where he finally looks him him in the eyes and gives him his full name and says, I want to go to Troy State. Yeah. And I
2: really want hey, oh, this. Dude. Oh, that, that's such a good thing.
3: Yeah, and I really, really want this. And actually, just reading the book one of this, just being, in, being a historical piece, kind of actually reminded me a little bit of Art Spiegelman's mouth a little bit, because both are comic pieces. Both are, I, I don't know, both are comic histories, and they are told in such a way that just strikes a chord with you. I haven't finished March, obviously, but <laughs> I have finished Mouth, Man, yes, I really very want this book to, that, to be put. That feeling, yeah, yeah. I, I really, really want this book to be put in schools and like because I learned about civil rights movement in sixth grade and seventh grade.
0: Yeah,
1: do you and remember, I really want
3: this book in schools for you remember, people to learn about it.
1: Ben, do you remember at our alma mater, um, this diploma mm-hmm. class?
3: Yeah, I do. Yeah, they Mount teach it. Required they, reading for that. March is
1: also required reading. That's great. that's oh, awesome to hear. Yeah, uh, Brandon, will you Yay! talk about it a little bit? Um, I mean what more can I say that hasn't already been said um, I actually assume uh, MLK was going to be a more prominent figure in this book um, and I was a little surprised that he wasn't um, I really liked it. it 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 struck a chord with me
0: that's, that's actually a really great point it's just something I want to talk about I thought that too uh, and having read all three of the books I'll tell you Martin Luther King is present but here's the thing I always thought that book three was going to lead up towards around his assassination. That's not true. It doesn't. Uh, he's still alive when book three ends. Um, I'm so used to learning about the the biggest thing that I learned about, about the Civil Rights Movement was always things connected to Martin Luther King Jr., who, ever since I grew up I, getting a little personal, He's he was always one of my personal heroes. I loved Martin Luther King Jr. I loved learning about the things that he did during the Civil Rights Movement. I did not realize how many other... And that that's kind of that was kind of ignorant of me. I realize, but um, I'd never looked into it as much as I as this book now made me. And now I realize there were so many, so many, so many uh, people around Dr. King, around uh, John Lewis, around all these different organizations that they formed the SNCC, the SCLC uh, that were pushing the civil rights movement further and further along. Um, And this opened my eyes up to an entirely different side of what the civil rights movement was, especially when you get into book two where they start doing the, uh, the bus rides. And, um, when we, when it gets into the, the, uh, trials that happened because of, uh, members of their parties being, uh, kidnapped off the road and buried and killed. And then it became world news. Um, I have a newfound respect for president Lyndon Johnson uh, because I did not realize what a powerful speech he gave when he was the first president to stand up and say that all, like, absolutely defiantly, no colored people should ever be denied the same rights as other Americans. That speech is... I cried when I read the speech. As it was translated in the book, it's insane. Um, John Lewis has this part in uh, book two, I think, where he gave a speech the same day that Dr. King gave the I Have a Dream speech. And they put... Uh, his speech was considered too radical. Uh, too, It sounded too much like an attack on government. People were going to accuse John Lewis of being a communist. So he put his unedited version in the back. You hear his edited version in the comic, and then at the back of the comic is his unedited original version. It's very interesting to read the two against each other, what they had him doctor it down to, which he was still happy with. He says that in the comic, but he's like his initial feelings that he wanted to get out. It's. It, I thought it was a really cool thing that he included it. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, this is. Th- I highly recommend if you guys ever find the chance, like, read book two, read book three. Like, um, this is this is an incredibly powerful piece of piece of graphic novel literature. I'm so uh, glad that this is the way that he decided. Like, I think this is something that everybody can learn something from. There, there. Like Ryan was saying, there are so many parallels right now. Um, it's incredible to learn. I'm both. I'm both disappointed and proud of how different america has become in only a few decades because Mm -hmm. it's it's disappointing to look back and realize how terrible some people were in our country and that it let it it had gone on like to look back at the 60s and see people being treated the way they are when you get to like book two uh i mean even it's even in book one but like in book two it gets like it gets way, way harsher and it's it's really hard to think about and it's it's one of those things where you heard about it when we were growing up and we were learning about the Civil Rights Movement but you weren't really interpreting or visualizing it and taking it in because of the format that John Lewis presents it in, you do. And you realize, yeah, dude, oh the, my God.
2: The sit-ins, like I've always heard about like the sit-ins but I never really knew what that meant, how that happened. And describing and seeing how they organized it was incredible dude. And it was hundreds of people and like they they were all getting arrested but they needed to do this to make a stand to make a point. And it's it's so many instances of that of just of, of them trying to deal with all of these just racist white people, man. It's terrible. Right. It's, so it's terrible. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. a year, a... And it's not it's it's never violent. You're never violent. You're always smiling, you always you always say yes and thank you and you always walk out, but never violent. And I'm like, Man, but the, the gall that they went through, like, it's so powerful, and like, I, 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 John Lewis, like, I have so much respect for this dude, and especially writing a comic, in his like, 70s, like, I want, like, that's it's crazy to me, that he's like, yeah, let's, I want to make a comic book about this, I'm like, he's, he's an all around amazing guy.
3: Yeah, Sparks, earlier, you mentioned that, when you were growing up in school, you only learned about MLK, and what he has done, and actually, thinking back on it, it's like, yeah, all I've learned, I mean, I've heard, um, I have the ha- I have a dream of speech in school many many times throughout my schooling career, and we only learn about Martin Luther King Jr. and maybe once or twice Malcolm X maybe. But reading this from uh, John Lewis's point of view is is quite frankly a breath of fresh air because now you actually get to see other people. Yes, MLK is involved and he is and he's there for a few scenes, but this is Lewis's story, and this is and this his way of going through it, but also going back to um, seeing the like the, what Ryan was talking about, the parallels and how horrible people were, were in the 60s and 50s, it, it actually really strikes a chord with me, even um, like when I talked about mouse earlier, because I'm going to get a little personal here, if that's okay, but when I was a kid learning about um, the Holocaust and World War II, most of my ancestry is uh, German-Scandinavian. And one day when I was in sixth grade, I remember specifically we learned about the Holocaust and what the Germans did to the Jews and other people that they didn't like. And I came home almost in tears and I looked at my mom dead in the eye and said, I renounced my German heritage. Wow. I, these are my people, and how oh, could you have done that? Ben, yeah. you killed my and ancestors. I'm a sixth grader. Yeah, and I was saying, like, how could um, the Germany do that to people who just have a different religion? That, that's wrong, that's horrible. And even when I was growing up and seeing how white people would treat black people just by the color of their skin, it's like, how can... That's horrible. I felt disgusted. Luckily, my mom consoled me, saying, my family wasn't in Germany. My family's already in the United States. And actually, my great uncle lied about his age, and he was so close to storming to being part of the d agent that The Marines caught him, and he was uh, kicked out, but he rejoined when he turned 18. on, oh, look at that. Yeah. So reading the story and seeing that and seeing some of the horrors that pe- that these people were subjected to, and they just want to be treated like everyone else, it, it strikes a chord. And even to today's age, sadly, people we say it's like, "Oh, everyone's equal, everyone's everyone's treated the way the same way." In some places, sadly, they're not. Right, and it it hurts because there are <clears throat> some places in this in the South where. Um, a same-sex couple probably would not get the same service as a, a heterosexual couple just because someone in there is like, "Hey, this is again you can't do that just because I don't like it."
2: Right? I, I it, yeah. didn't. Isn't there um when when John Lewis was talking about Martin Luther King's speech, didn't he say like he was like he was like the seventh person out of ten or something to go? Like, there was like ten um, people supposed to speak. Yes. Yeah. Lewis and like Martin was the seventh, and Martin was the tenth. Yeah.
0: Yes, there you Martin, go. Yeah. So Martin like, was last. And, there, there, yeah.
2: there are 10 people who could, they all could have been shot. Like, all of them are, are just, like, they're not, I mean, I'm not saying one person is more important than the other. But like, any of them could have been killed. And it's you, like, hey, yeah, Martin Luther King was a big, important thing, but, like, I like that this story shows, like, hey, man, there's a lot of people behind us. And even there's a couple, there's a couple white folks who get the shit beat out of them just because they're trying to support their friends.
0: Oh, yeah, no, there's yeah. like. John John Lewis does not uh John Lewis is very upfront like something he wanted to show is that um his opinion the whole reason why he wanted the movement what what he wanted from the movement was that he never wanted it to look like uh black people were marching for their rights he wanted it to look like all people were writing for the rights of a, a unified country and that's why yeah, there were certainly. so many there were so many white people who did get involved and there were white people who like they got killed uh for yeah, for dude. being considered like wanting to be black so they would just get they would get murdered for it there's a big case that ha- comes up in book three about that um, yeah it's it's incredibly powerful and one of the things I was saying is like you know it's it's disappointing to realize that that's that's just a few decades behind us but at the same time I it, it does make me feel a little hopeful for for how much we have done how much has changed how much this did change how much what these people did changed America and and what more yeah. can still be done and um, I, I think it's in, in just so beyond awesome that this is a way that people can learn about the civil rights movement, that they can really kind of step into that world and that time period. Um, because I don't think there are a lot of genuine ways for people to engage. And I think this was really a good idea of John Lewis to introduce it in a graphic novel form because I don't think there's enough out there to really let people realize how much a whole lot of young people, uh, and most of them were, a lot of young people, decided to take a stand and, and really change the country and it, and it worked. Um, and I think that's awesome. Uh, yeah, man. We can, we can step into final no, thoughts. One, yeah, final <laughs> thoughts. Uh,
3: uh, I was going to say one of the best thoughts? lines I'll, I'll go last. Okay. Ben, go ahead. No, I was going to say one of the best lines of the book was when um, um they were doing one of their first sit-ins and they're like, hey, you can't sit here. And they're like, hey, what about the, this white gentleman next to me? Oh, he's with you so we can't serve him either. I was like, Damn. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. but anyways, um, final thoughts, I just have to say again, this book, even though, once again, I haven't read two and three, but now I probably just want to go to a bookstore and just buy all three of them, because I think these books deserve a place on my shelf, and I, if there's a petition going around saying, hey, we're going to redo our, if I was a teacher, and I was teaching history, and when we got to the civil rights movement, I would easily, in a heartbeat, Assign these three books to my students and say, "Read these books and write, and come back, and we'll discuss them." Right. Because everyone knows about Martin Luther King. Everyone knows about what he did. His "I Am a Dream" speech. And this tells the story from a different set of eyes, on the same side as MLK, obviously. But his personal journey, and that man is still in Congress to this day. And if I ever meet him, I would love. I would love to shake his hand. And hopefully, have them find a copy of my book when when I eventually get it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, Ryan.
3: Yeah, man,
2: uh, this is a dynamite of a book, and uh, and I'm definitely gonna read more. Uh, it's, it's 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 true life uh, in my favorite medium, uh, and it's it, like I said, it's educational and it's entertainment. It's entertainment. Um, I I I it, this book made me feel like i i I want to do more, man, like like we're in a especially in America, we're at a really interesting point where a lot of shit's going on uh and and we're trying to make it better and and, and with people like John moose around man it uh it seems it seems like the, the world's gonna shine brighter tomorrow, you know yeah, I think this cool. book is really i think it's really great and uh if if, if you want to learn a little bit like it's 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 really it's really something let me tell you
1: yeah, it's a great book art's amazing. Um, I yes. love all the I love all the flashbacks, um, sparks.
0: Yeah, uh, I I think this is an incredible trilogy of graphic novels, um, and and I think it's awesome that uh, book three in this uh, was the first graphic novel to win a national book award, and. Um, all Ooh. of these, yeah, I, I really I really do encourage you guys to read this. I think John Lewis was able to give such a great perspective on the civil rights movement because of his involvement in, in so many different factions of the organization that was trying to push the movement forward and the way that that evolved over time. His his entire perspective on it is, is extremely personal and extremely unique, and, and I think it's really great that we have this in a graphic novel form to talk about. Um, I, I did look it up. He is currently working on a, tr- a new trilogy that takes place after book three of this, it's called run. So it's going to be run book one, run book two, run book three. Um, He's working with a a different illustrator named Afua Richardson and also with Nate Powell. And uh, his quote on it is John Lewis said in sharing my story, it is my hope that a new generation will be inspired by run to actively participate in the democratic process and help build a more perfect union here in America. So I really look forward to picking that up. I highly encourage this trilogy of books to all of you. Um, anyone listening, and to you guys, to at some point read through the rest because there's there's some really interesting stuff, and some of it's, it's some of it's hard, but some of it's also like really inspiring and really powerful, and and some really great stuff there. Ben, do you know,
2: is it? Oh, sorry, is it is it sold? You know, like cause it's a graphic novel, like only do they sell them like in floppy? It's kind of like how like uh like uh, uh, AD Death or Death that Scott Snyder book was like a floppy trade. You know what I mean? Well, that was that or floppy, hardcover. That
1: floppy was a preview. Uh, this is this looks to be as OGNs.
2: Yeah,
0: these oh, okay. are my my copies that I have here in my hand. They're not they're not hard covers. They're uh well, these are like soft really covers. yeah, these are really nice uh yeah. soft covers. Cool. Right? Okay. Yeah, I, th- I, don't, I think, I think these buy only I think these only exist as OGNs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they okay, do cool. I, because there's no there's no breaks in them. They they pretty much come just as the full stories yeah. that they are. Uh Ben, it. it's right. your book club next week. Uh, what do you got for us?
3: Well, after talking about such a, a grand and a heart um, wrenching subject as the civil rights movement, I'm choosing a book that is not anything about that, but it's about fighting robots for kids. <laughs> yeah, we're going from something that's like super, that's like super um, hardcore, that's considered literature, to something that is. What out. is it, Ben? My book club, My book up for next week is Mobile Fighter G Gundam. It's another manga by Koichi Tokita. Created by Hajime Yadare and Yoshiyuki Tomino. Um, I'll be specifically talking about Volume 1, but it, it's a three-volume series, so if you find the other two volumes, go ahead and read through it. I'll mention the events in those a little bit, kind of like what Sparks it for this week, but we'll mostly be talking about the events and what the cool thing about the reason why I'm picking this is that this was actually the very first um, Gundam anime I ever saw, and it was my gateway into me loving the world of Mobile
1: Supergundam. Game oh, Ranger. All right, cool. Uh, so that'll be next week. Yep. Um, also next week, we are talking about. Man, I'm so excited for this, you guys. We're talking about the Cloverfield franchise. Oh, man, I don't even know when I'm going to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. You got you got Cloverfield. It, you got it because I've got I've got some thoughts. Okay. We're not talking about specifically Cloverfield Paradox. There will be some spoilers for Cloverfield Paradox. We're talking about Cloverfield, Clover, Ten Cloverfield Lane, and Cloverfield Paradox, and speculating how they connect. Maybe they don't. Who knows. Uh so stay tuned for that. Uh until then Maybe guys. Maybe they don't.
2: Wait, wait, what about what about a science fiction movie starring Natalie Portman?
1: Annihilation. The Annihilation uh yeah. the Annihilation Review special. Uh we will figure out a time to record that. Yeah. Uh so stay okay. tuned for that.
0: Yeah, we'll 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 do it. It'll happen.
1: Until next cool. week, guys. Thank you to Jeremy Vellucci for doing our theme music and being a longtime collaborator. You can find him on Instagram at jvjabberwock. Um You can find his podcast, suburban proctologist, facebook.com slash suburban proctologist official Instagram at subproc podcast. Louis Barreto for our icon. Thank you. Uh, you can find him at lens for eyes. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at fake nerd podcast or at fake nerd guys at gmail.com. You can find me at BT McClure at well, Instagram and Twitter, you can find Sparks.
0: Uh, Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. Ben. Uh, Ben Magnet twenty seven
3: for Instagram and Twitter. But if you want to join me on Monster Hunter on PlayStation Network, it is Capital B, Capital N, Ben Magnet, all one word.
2: Ryan. Hey, I'm btmcclure at gmail dot com.
1: Uh, Ryan. <laughs>
2: Hey, guys, I'm DJ Tony Snark, and if you would also like to join Ben and I for some monster hunting, it's also DJ Tony Snark, okay,
1: cool. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Until next week, guys, stay fake nerds.